And welcome to episode 283 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my visionary co-hosts Peter and Jake. That's right, Kurt. Uh, we have we have a very unspecial episode for you today. Nothing special about it. It's, it's the, the most pedestrian uh, episode. The four the four door carnivorous caravan episode. It's got roomy seats. It's got a nice trunk, and it'll eat your arm off. It'll, it'll skeletonize a cow in minutes. Zero to skeleton <laughs> in a matter of minutes. Do you guys remember that movie Monster Trucks that looked like it was made for like oh my $2 and no one saw it? That, that's a money laundering scheme if ever there was one. People were, they were just, they were just testing the waters to see what they could get away with. And that was... They found their limit. That came out in 2016. Wow, that was a long God. time ago. All right, let's see what it did. It got a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. That's so much higher than I expected. 30, it looked like it was 30, rendered on like a calculator. Yeah, my TI-84, 80, 80, uh, I think, had that movie on it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 32%, 41 on Metacritic. What if it was just yeah, like that, that is, a car version okay. of of like the um what's the water horse the kelpie, right? Where you just get in and just drives into the nearest river. I'm unfamiliar. Just uh, like I'm unfamiliar with where we're coming from. Maybe Jake can help me figure it out. We are coming at you live, as always, from Coconut Island, where we have tons of our favorite coconuts just ready. To listen to our broadcast, and we just are seeing this wonderful crowd. Of course, we're opening for the main attraction coming in a couple hours. Stay tuned. Our boy, DJT, and his boy, Little Junior. <laughs> little Junior? <laughs> I heard Little Junior. Little Junior. Little Junior. Why are, why are uh, we the main attraction on our on Coconut Island? I was told we were the number one podcast on Coconut Island. How could we beat DJT and his boy? <laughs> is that the fucking? Is that the new Denny Villeneuve movie coming out? His new sci-fi epic, Junior. Yeah, Little Junior. That's what he's known in like Mexico. That's it, Little Junior. El Junior. El. Oh, oh, Donald. Donald and El Junior. What's the? Uh... I, I probably offended a lot of people, and I apologize ahead of time. I'm not. I'm not sure who they would be, but probably. Sure, somebody's gonna take offense to that. I mean, and, it's uh, 2021. You can if you're say offended anything. by this, apply to the podcast. <laughs> I want to find you and study you for research. <laughs> who gets be, offended at Jake? What be is like this? The psychologist at the beginning of Halloween. I spent the first eight months trying to reach you, and then I spent the next ten years making sure you would never see the light of day again. Because <laughs> what I saw behind those eyes was pure, unadulterated evil. Much like the anime in our in our feature this week, uh, Star Wars Visions. Visions of Heresy um, reduces the cooldown time of your equipment and risk of rain too 
and uh, Star Wars Visions reduces the cooldown time of your remote control as you watch something better. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, no, actually, wait. I think was, I think purity re- okay. reduces your cooldowns. Visions of Heresy replaces your main oh, right, yes. so- wait, your no, main source pure- of damage with a much worse version, much like Star Wars Visions replaces <laughs> Star Wars with a much worse version. Purity is anti-luck. What's the seashell one? That's that's the one. I'm the three about. shells. I don't know. Um, this is, I guess, going to be a hot take for those tuning in because. I've seen some other reviews, like a couple other, and people seem to like these. I I think exactly 44.4 repeating percent of these were good. You know, I I actually think a lot of a lot more people um didn't like like I've I've talked to a lot I've gathered the evidence. I've talked to the people. He's conducted a listening uh, tour. He sat down with the chickens. Yep. I went. I went to the border. I went to the halls, the great halls uh, of Star Wars, and I kind of got very similar consensus. They liked a few episodes, mm-hmm. and everything else was kind of mid. And some of the studios were a little bit disappointing with like how how it was animated. Even though, because like looking at their other stuff, uh, they've done a lot better. Uh, so it's kind of surprising, and like the stories kind of all were oh, kind of purity sounds like it'd be good on the mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gesture of the drowned is the the one I was thinking of. Ah, uh, um, of course, equipment. of course, gesture of the drowned. But yeah, uh, visions. It, I think I guess it did what it was supposed to do. Where I looked at. I, I got one or two, and I was like, okay, these these are serviceable. And then you toss out the rest, and uh, Star Wars completes their market research for this quarter by just <laughs> the one, the lazy guy who decided, like, the the weeb at, at Lucas, at Lucas Disney, Ducas, or Lizney? Is it Lizney or Ducas? Um, I would go with Ducas. Ducas. Mr. Ducas the weeb. Uh, decided to be lazy this quarter instead of actually conducting market research. He's like, we're just going to collab with a bunch of anime studios and we'll see which of them like shows up the best. And he's got one slide at his quarterly report and it's just the, the numbers for each of the Star Wars Visions uh, shorts. He's like, all so right, I think, it's going to be this one, the, this one. New shows. Let's go. This, this show, I think, uh, settles an important debate seeing as how it is an anime... Uh, compilation written English first language. Um, anime writing is just bad. It's not mistranslations. <laughs> yeah, this is this this hurts me a little bit because I I do I am an enjoyer of the anime. Um, and it, where this failed to me, this it, it double hurts because if you try to if we try to ask for anime ever again. They're start Disney's gonna be like, we got you anime. Look, it's right there. Be grateful. Be grateful for the uh, what is it? The singing Jedi, the, the Jedi punk rock song on Tatooine. Uh, be grateful for Dan. Dan. <laughs> this may, which one was Dan? Well, I, he was, the, he was the boringest Jedi ever on screen. Um, which one? He was the one with guy. David Harbor. Yeah. Oh, that was David Harbour? Oh, the Elder. Yeah. The Elder. Yeah. Wait, who was David Harbour in that one? 
He was uh, the master. He was the older Jedi. Oh, he was Mr. Slurring his words? He was Mr. Bushmouth? I can't pronounce my yeah, words that's right? That's just how he sounds. Yeah, he just talks like Gunner Bros. I'm David Harbour. I can't even do a Young fucking Young I was going to the sector. <clears throat> I'd have Anyways, to this makes me... Watching some of these... Watching some of the Garbo episodes... Uh, made me really appreciate some of the anime that I watch. Um, and I feel like I've made a good selection of the ones that I I enjoy. feel the same way about the two that I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I... I know it's not just... I'm not just a weep. I, I actually... They're anime that I like... And a lot of anime that I don't. Um, yeah. Right. And we will we will have a full thoughts on all those at the uh, the appropriate segment of the show. But now we move on to Trey Watch, our weekly trailer roundup and review segment. And we start this week with a movie I'm not entirely certain actually exists because it has no studio branding, uh, just just a rating. And a poorly produced CGI trailer. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about Ron's Gone Ron. Wrong oh. spot. Greatest Wrong mission 2021. Wrong. Yeah. Um, it's about a friend robot that uh, has bad... It's like if Big Hero 6 and another Pixar movie had a love child, it'd be Ron's Gone Wrong. And uh, mm-hmm. all I know about it is that it is only in theaters October 22nd and is rated PG. Yep. Um, now, it may allegedly surpri- yeah. it stars Zach Galifianakis and Jack Dylan Grazer. But like I said, there's no writer, director listed, no studio attached in the trailer or anything. I, I feel like someone hacked movie clips trailers and inserted their fucking college animation project. <laughs> um, now, it may surprise some of our listeners at home that we have uh, not not just talked about this before, but twice before this trail, uh, this movie. Um, and it may surprise you. Two shows I missed this year. <laughs> no, we t- I have no memory I've, of this. I've repeatedly. Re- wait, wait, I. I couldn't tell if you were doing a bit. I yeah, have we, no memory of this movie. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've repeatedly referred to this as, like, what if the robot singularity was a kid's show? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'll, I'll say it one more time. It's just like, uh, I mean, the, the what's the what's the fucking point of this movie? It's like, oh, the robot gains it's, sentience, it's like, I guess. We'll just try to shoot it down. They saw the success of Mitchells versus the Machines, and they were like, "Well, let's make a, I don't know, a, a spin on that shit. That did that did well." I I, I kind of remember like, these conversations happening, but I don't remember the name, and I never actually saw the trailer before. <laughs> so this is my first experience. But the thing that I don't care so much about the content of the movie, I'm just like aghast at how little information seems to exist about it. I can see at the very bottom, there's a copyright 2021 20th Century Studios. Yeah. Are you looking at the right one? Are you looking at Ron's Gone Wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Director Sarah Smith, Jean-Philippe Vin, and Octavio Octavio E. Rodriguez. All right. I guess... uh... Oh, there we go. That's better. 
not in the trailer, mind you. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, no one no, wanted to be associated no, with this movie. That's that's kind of more so what I what I meant oh, is that like there's because it's nothing like a... in the trailer. Like no, by the same person who brought you X, Y, or Z, they don't even put the the stars' names in it. It's just... I got you. It, if you go back three weeks, scroll down a little bit, you'll see trailer numero dos, uh, and then probably another. You know, yeah, I got you. Five or so weeks past that is probably another trailer somewhere that I'm really not going to look for. Okay. Because it's fucking yeah, that, wrong. It's gone wrong. That one has the 20th century. I guess I just was in a haze for <laughs> all those conversations we had. Um, um, I guess the real question is what movie is Zach Galifianakis and Ed Helms going to. What movies do you think they will be in now that they have done this to say that they have made a movie recently? Um, what was Ed Helms in recently? Let's oh, see. oh, Auntie Donna's. That was what I remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, um, big old house of fun. Big old house of fun. Um, Come, okay. Brother Zachary. He's really not doing much. He, he's got a TV show. He's, uh, oh, yeah, he's, he's doing. He's been busy this year. Yeah, he's in Rutherford. Together, together. Rutherford Falls. Is Nathan Rutherford. Hey, guys. Do you want to know how I know that these are truly the last days of Sodom and we should all enjoy what little time we have left? Ah, I know. Uh, The fact that they made the other kin slash furry movie. Uh, I'm so excited. It's Wolf, everyone. Oh, what's that? You thought this was a werewolf movie? How silly of you. It's about people who think they're animals. We'll we'll still release it in a Halloween season. You know, this is fascinating. This is a great, exciting time for me. My people are showing their faces on the big screen. We're finally getting Therian representation on the big silver screen. I don't care that they're in a mental hospital or some shit. You know what? We're finally getting people out. You know what? We're getting our voices favorite. The fuck is a Therian? Yeah. A Therian is what these people are. They think they're animals. Did not know there was a this word guy who thinks he's a wolf, so he's got to walk around on all fours. I uh, I was under the impression by my mocking tabs of keeping up with uh, Tumblr in the year 2014 that they were called Otherkin. <laughs> I yes, Jake is looking up something. Um, right my now. favorite part of I, the movie is that I guess you could call her the love interest. Thinks yeah. she's a wildcat. Uh, the but worst line in the trailer is some people think that the wolf and the wildcat are enemies or say that they're enemies, but they're not. I'm like, no one has ever said these two animals do not interact in the wild, like, ever. Nope. Um, but some say, bearing that the in mind she's a cat, and the alligator are enemies. <laughs> bearing it's in not. mind she's a so, cat, one of the studios attached to this is a studio called Feline Films. Okay. So on other king other kin dot fandom dot com backslash wiki backslash Therians. Okay. 
Um, so I guess it's a type. So of I guess other that's kin. a specific subset of other. Okay. okay. Yes. One of the so one of the factions or are they separate entries in the DSM five? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Maybe it's a sub C Therians <laughs> under other kin, and then they're like like. Therians or Therianthropes are people who identify in some intrinsic way as an animal that exists or has existed on Earth. Some believe that their soul is that of an animal, while others believe the cause of their animal identity is psychological. Now, no, I think they're actually animals. Okay, come on. This is... Just like well, this is twenty twenty one. I think we like can all Tommy Wiseau is a sack of iguanas. Animals can dress up as other animals too. I think Therians are just poor people who can't afford a fursuit and want to don their fursona in some other way. <laughs> it was a bold choice of of the makers of this movie uh, to go for uh, no CGI. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't have the budget for the mocap. So what? Are, are they gonna so when, have the people? When, mo- when he's a wolf, he's just gonna be a dude on all fours pretending to be a wolf, which I guess you know is probably the most accurate representation you could have of someone pretending. I think he actually is a wolf on the inside, so he's just expressing his inner beauty in an outward fashion. There's nothing wrong with him, even though he's not meant to walk around on all fours. Is this um, his body hates him probably? For is this an A24 movie? <laughs> Oh God, no. no! It can't be right. No, eight twenty. They're on the other side of this because of the lobster standard. was about a man who was going to be turned into an animal. They're on the other side of this debate. I thought the lobster from the acclaimed writer director of Nocturnal. Who the fuck did Nocturnal? Well, who wrote this? Natalie Nat Natalie Bianchieri. Um. Wrote it. Okay. Polish Film Institute. Interesting. Oh, I want Italian. I uh <laughs> Focus Features. Known uh, for nocturnal and gibberish. Now come on, this has to have some gold in the comment section. Come on. Right. Alright, new werewolf movie. Haven't got one of these in a while. Edit, never mind. <laughs> I, I I'm almost certain that they typed that comment at once. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't. No, I think I know it says edited, I but I think they edited it like right after they posted it. <laughs> actually, it did say eight hours ago edited. Yes, I know. I, I saw the comment; it's a tough comment. But I, I don't. I don't think they're, they're that. No what Who comments on a trailer before they watch it? Obviously, my take, my Tekken God Prime Journey was really hyped was like immediately yeah new werewolf movie when he saw a wolf and just the average human he automatically assumed he's gonna turn into a werewolf all right i'm hyped i better comment right down below subscribe and like and hit that crazy bell for more notifications about more wolf trailers (laughs) thank you for subscribing to wolf facts i guess in all levels (laughs) except physical he is is that like a meme feels like what? a meme yes yeah on in in all levels except physical oh. i am a wolf uh naya okami i think is her name why do i know this god damn it i hate myself uh it's uh, apparently she was an old memer she was an old meme of uh of howling wolf girl or something like that i see 
Let me see if I can pull up the source material. The sauce. He's got the sauce. So is this like... Wait, so they're all stuck in like this institution for this movie. It's like they're stuck in this treatment center, which totally is in a conversion camp. No allegory here. None whatsoever. Um, Do you think it's an allegory? I think that's giving them way too much credit. Like I said, no, no, no allegory here. Um, but... Is this going to be like one flew over the actual cuckoo's nest? <laughs> if this Probably. movie were one-tenth as good as one flew over the cuckoo's nest, it would be a contender for best picture. I don't get that vibe from the trailer. <laughs> I don't know. I, I got to get that. I mean, the way he just like walks around on all fours and... The way the one girl is flapping her bird wings. Now, there was a fursuit in this, so it is opens up yeah, promise for more fursuits. The girl fucking dresses as a chicken and tries to jump out the fucking window into the courtyard. Because chickens, well now, known for their, their flight taking. Chickens of windows, and windows, natural like enemies. They all identify with say. a different animal. We've got... A girl who identifies as a horse. Uh, this guy identifies as a wolf. Uh, there was a guy who identified as a bear. So I'm wondering how they're going to expand upon that. Maybe more animals. You know, are they actually going to transform? Do they shit in corners? <laughs> they need to. Sh- oh, this is interesting. They need to shit in the woods. There needs to be a scene of them shitting in the woods. Otherwise, what is this, this all for? This girl has blue hair. And yet she identifies as a spider. How? Yeah, how does one identify <laughs> as a... I want someone I want like if if I want like there to be a Therian who like who really is like their spirit animal. They really have one, but it's just like some obscure beetle. Like it's a very specific type of Amazonian beetle that like some like someone's discovered it, but it's like in the back room of a university like field report and they just never know. They're like, I'm some kind of beetle thing. And they're just reading. They're like going through like biology text one day and they're like, oh, that's it. I'm Chiminormius Portime. That's me. I don't I'm, feel as fulfilled as I thought I would. <laughs> I'm. See, I'm not like the Greek Hydra. I'm like the microscopic protozoan Hydra. <laughs> I attach myself to pieces of debris and wave my fil- my philia around and grab <laughs> grab algae and plankton and inject it. Inject it yeah, to my veins. Um, the spore creature creator, get that proboscis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really know what else to say about this. I mean, it's uh, people who think they're animals. Uh, there's a romance aspect to it. Moving uh, on. It? Wild, wild cats are the natural enemies to wolves. No, some wait, say... Wait, what if someone didn't identify as a wild cat, but as, like, the local school team, the wild cats? Like, I am a, I am a Midwestern football team. I identify, I identify as, the... as high school musical. <laughs> I could see that, you know. I could, I could definitely see that. I could see maybe you know, like oh, there are elements of me that are like a quarterback, and then I, I, my legs are the. I'm getting like surgery to be right converted into tackle. a third string. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I'm looking just, for more people to join my football team, the Wildcats, who identify as. They've just who else identifies as a football team? We could get together, <laughs> make a and form some sort of group. I don't know what we would call it. Is that how the NFL started? Just all these guys identifying as football. Now, no one really knows for sure, but that is one of the leading theories. Is that how Tom Brady got so good? No, he, Tom Brady got he, so good he, by he got sucking the transition off surgery to become football. Do you think Tom Brady got so much surgery to like just become a, a more of a human that he became two two humans in one and then he like mitosis into Gronkowski and Brady? No. And then that's why they're just so good. Like, Gronkowski. like the fusion dance ran out. Like they didn't no. have a Patara. So everyone so knows just... everyone knows that Rob Gronkowski was created in a lab in Robert Kraft's basement. His documents and game tape were forged. He never went to Arizona State. There's no records of him there. (laughs) All those documents, all those records, all those game tapes forged. He was grown in a lab in Robert Kraft's basement to ensure the Patriots won more Super Bowls to the dismay of the league. And Roger Goodell turned a blind eye to it because he's butt buddies with Robert Kraft. They have many Brokeback Mountain camping trips into the Adirondack Mountains. There's a little black book. Robert Goodell cannot testify because if he does, that little black book would be plastered everywhere. They spend many an evening in their side-by-side bathtubs in a meadow watching sunsets. (laughs) He'd be ruined. Yes, that's a Cialis joke. Gen Z kids who don't remember the Cialis commercials. You fucking, that's (laughs) one of our top jokes. Keep coming back to it. Like I keep coming back to that bathtub. Because who the? Why? Who does that? Who just has two bathtubs in the meadow somewhere and sits naked in them? That's what I like to see. You might be the the odd man out here, Kurt. You know, I don't know. That I'm not saying I wouldn't like it. I'm just saying who has the acreage in today's society? Flushing meadows, obviously. <laughs> Have you ever sat on a toilet in the middle of the forest? I I would like to. Just no walls. No. No walls, just... I haven't. The trees, nature's your walls. I've peed on a, a little... forest. No, no, I mean... Yeah. Drop trow. Also you ever shit on a stump and have a squirrel a... bite your grundle? <laughs> I haven't. But something you gotta watch out for. <laughs> Like somebody, somebody put in a little box, some TP, and and somebody nailed the it's toilet like a seat to a box. I think I'd be uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be uncomfortable pooping in the woods. That's why I'm fitted with a colostomy pack. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if only that'd be so much easier. Then you could like put, you could dress it up as little things. You could have like Spider-Man little dress-up outfits for your colostomy bag. Oh, it's cute. Like, oh, yeah, it's, it matches my outfit, man. Don't don't yeah that's that stink that's the uh, it's the bag the felt doesn't prevent the smell <laughs> hey man you're dripping oh yeah had a big lunch <laughs> I don't think there's been an ever me, ever such a such an <laughs> omnipresent we've stopped giving fucks show <laughs> as this one I don't think we've ever done so many consecutive bits. With such depravity ever before. (laughs) (laughs) 
perfect time to talk about this heartfelt coming of age story, the souvenir part two. two. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching this, and Kristen's like, "Oh, this is a movie I would like." And then we go to what? What was it? The uh, harder they fall mm-hmm. or some shit? And they're just like, "I don't think I would like that one." <laughs> it's it is, that is Netflix trash, but this one is um this one is a twenty four. They put a twenty. They slapped that right on. Um, so I'm guessing this woman. It's about this woman who's making a movie called The Souvenir Part Two, in honor of her daddy or her well, poppy. This is, in fact, the sequel to the 2019 Wait, drama The really? Souvenir. Yes. Oh. Okay. Oh. I was unsure okay. of that for a while too, but I I turned my head <laughs> slightly to the right, and there I saw. Watch on YouTube. The Souvenir. Rated R, 2019 drama. Closed captioning, English audio. Uh, you can buy or we rent may, it. Yeah, we may have talked about it at some point and then forgotten immediately. A, sh- a shy but ambitious film student begins to find her voice as an artist while navigating a turbulent courtship with charismatic but untrustworthy man. She defies her protective mother and concerned friends as she slips deeper and deeper into an intense, emotionally fraught relationship that comes dangerously close to destroying her dreams. From acclaimed writer-director Jonah Hogg comes an enigmatic and personal portrait of the artist as a young woman combining passion, emotion, and exquisite aesthetics into a lush, dreamlike story of young adulthood and first love at once entrapped Entrapturing? I've never seen that word before. And mysteriously mysteriously unsettling. And featuring a profoundly layered breakout performance by Honor Swinton Brine. Oh, is that her daughter? The souvenir is essential and enduring film from one of our most distinctive and exciting filmmakers. Um so after that bit of masturbatory text wow I may have had a little little too much there Uh, Mm. out of the way and and this movie I mean it it seems like it takes that and just goes off the rails and uh, Tilda Swinton looking like a ghost gotta be some like Ghostbusters action so it seems like that writer director partners with the Ghostbusters to capture her mother while she's talking to her in that living room uh, and she escapes and somehow gets into her movie studio. And well, she's I like, I'm gonna go I deeply want this to be a sequel to Ghostbusters 16. Why I'm not going to watch it. in that movie? She, I don't know. She can do it all. She should she have been. E- she should have been the the Egon replacement. But that would take the the only like part of the movie that was even remotely watchable out of it. You make Kate McKinnon do something else. Just have her just be around, you know. She can just be because I kind of allude to it in the, the beginning background. of this where Tilda Swinton's smoking, you don't actually see the smoke go into her, you can kind of see it like waft up after she puffs on. What is this it, like so. a sixth sense yeah. thing where like Bruce Willis yeah. and the mom are just sitting in the living room but they're not actually talking? Yeah, I think you're gonna find out at the end of this Tilda Swinton's actually dead and uh. Uh, no, Tilda Swinton, the actress, is actually dead, and you've been watching a ghost actress uh, on the set of this movie called The Souvenir. And The Souvenir 
is that little memory you're oh, gonna guys, get to take you home. You want to hear something super depressing? Yes. Uh, Honor Swinton Love it. Byrne is in fact Tilda Swinton and uh, playlate John Byrne's daughter. Um, she was born in 1997, <laughs> and she's in the so pictures. Honor in the movies. Swinton Oh, is that her daughter? Yeah. That's what we he, were he got here. He circled around. <laughs> he made it, boys. Let's oh. all right. Hats off to you, Jake. All you right. made it into the station. I, I think fun. that's her, I think that honor is her daughter. What who named oh you know, no. I was gonna say who I was gonna say who names her child honor, and then I'm like, oh Wait no, Tilda Swinton totally fucking does. Tilda Swinton Totally names her daughter Honor Swinton. She's named after the most obscure key on the keyboard. Of course she'd name her daughter something like Honor. I thought she was named for the little accent mark above the N. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about Honor? the same thing. We're on the same wavelength. That seems more like a man's name. It's though. actually an Enya above the N. Atilda is... Uh, I think that's, that's no. in programming, actually. Tilda's wild. She is so white, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know why that makes you laugh, but it's so. Not. Jake, not She's... all of us lived on the Mediterranean Sea and got lots of sun all no. the time. No, no, no. My blood is from the Fertile Crescent, Jake. Honestly, no. There's like there, there's, there's me. There's my my fiance downstairs, who you know sometimes the blood. You know, circulates throughout her body and you know gives her some color. You can <laughs> see each of the blood cells then even, then going around. Even, then shit, there's even Kurt. <laughs> Kurt, you may be white, but you have some color in your face, whether it be just rosy cheeks or just hmm. you know life under you. Tilda is literally, I think, a corpse. She you looks know? like and my sister Lauren, who is so pale when she goes in the swimming pool. Her legs glow. <laughs> does she, she has, does an, she al- have she has va- an albedo? Does she have Vaporeon's ability where she just like turns invisible Aquavi- with, uh, oh, when she goes yeah. into water? Um, or she, the, the, no, the, the opposite. Anim- she the like uses twi- tail glow when she turns into the water. <laughs> it's a beacon. Her special attack goes up three stages. <laughs> The beacons of Gondor the have been lit. lit. Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> but then there's like Tilda who has the blonde hair and blonde eyebrows and blue, like no color, just like. I have blonde eyebrows. <laughs> I have, I have like weird. I have like a consumed twin that's trying to get out through my hair because these are blonde. Like sitting in here, they come out sometimes. It's called gray. You're getting old, Peter. It's not. It's my camera. You Chimera. can call it blonde all you want. You can. I've done it too. I've been like, oh, just like, looks like I'm getting just blonde. Like Jake has some very, very clear hair around his. Yeah, yeah. You can even see it. It's to uh, to make me aerodynamic. It's uh, my my body's becoming more efficient as I age. And saying we need to cut the wind a little bit more. I, I tease him, but his hairline has been that bad the entire time I've known him. <laughs> I am I am assuming I will take on the, uh, the 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 family tradition of my grandfather, and I will go bald. 
However, I feel like my grandpa was losing more of his hair by my age. Because my mom was like saying in his like 30s and 40s. Fortunately, like, there's no baldness in my totally family. Bald. The only time a man in my family lost his hair was when my grandpa Bennett was doing chemo. But it came back, although he had straight hair before chemo and curly hair afterwards. <laughs> Turns out oh. radiation sometimes scrambles some other shit. <laughs> okay, well, so now here's... I think it's the blonde hair that I have an issue with. Because here's Tilda Swinton with red hair. <laughs> she, <laughs> she does look this... like Conan O'Brien in drag. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's made that joke before, and I didn't see it. But here Conan, it, is. it is. It is before your eyes, ladies and gentlemen, as I... As I uh, switch scenes so you can all behold <laughs> the majesty that is. That's some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Tilda Swinton and her, her Conan and Drag look. Everybody do the Conan and Drag. <laughs> oh, but, my lord. But, like, alternatively, it's like when she's like embracing her whiteness. It's it's even just more flooring. It's just like blonde hair, white suit, pale. That sounds like a ZZ Top lyric. <laughs> blonde hair, white suit, pale, pale, pale. Fucking pale, 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 pale. pale. What I'm trying to say is that the real life version of a a white or a a geist. <laughs> Is tell this one. Do you have a do you have a vast collection of the game Geist for GameCube? <laughs> I'm waiting for a magic card. I'm hoping that's the new secret layer. Maybe they'll make a unique card after celebrities. I've, I've seen that Swinton you run be... Geist of Saint Trap. You can't fool me. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be a spirit. A spirit soldier. I'm okay with that. Uh, she okay. buffs all other white creatures. <laughs> the harder they fall, um, it's we've talked about it before. It's <laughs> mom, can we have Django Unchained? We have Django Unchained at home. <laughs> Django Unchained at home. It's just a casual spaghetti western, but with no, nope. Just with, with James just with Bond celebrities. It's got James Bond in it. <laughs> Yeah, it's got new James Bond. Idris Elba, the most Western man around. Ibis elbow. Hit his hit, hit his, his elbow. Elbow. Well, <laughs> starring hit his elbow. Spaghetti westerns are uh, are actually Italian films. That's why they're called spaghetti westerns. What what should we call a western that's all we, on green screen? Um. A greenhorn. Does that mean the uh, the first episode of Visions was like a sushi western? Yes. Or um, what's the, we, there's a fuck, there's a word a for it. Steel. What's the um, fuck? There's a word for Japanese western kind of uh, genre. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about it with uh, Ghostlands. We named off like how that's a weirdly tried and true aesthetic 
Yeah, so I think uh, I think we've seen a trailer before. It must have been a teaser, obviously, because um, it's the first trailer uh, for the Harder They Fall, be a Netflix one. It, it I mean, I don't think they like showed anything different, to be honest. It, it, it looked, yeah, it, I, I saw a lot of the same scenes. <coughs> maybe expanded a little bit, gave a little bit more lyrics, but or not lyrics, fucking dumb. A little bit more lines of the characters, but yeah. If if you had, I, don't know, I think we were kind of intrigued by it initially but uh if there were any any doubt that this was gonna i don't know man the dialogue looked pretty bad i think this movie is a perfect example of all sizzle no steak it's just a lot of style but it's like written by someone who was hired by a temp agency for 15 dollars an hour to pay this out yeah because it's it's got a lot of really good actors in there that can like they can really pull a performance and make you like go all right this has fucking legs um but if the next thing out of their mouth is you're dead or some random poorly written bullshit a zero liner just to be like it's a western right <laughs> you know full of one-liners and like oddly veiled threats mm-hmm. uh then it's going to be kind of m- mid um also i don't even know what the story is it seems like they're breaking out some guy uh and then they're gonna go do a job probably that doesn't i think it's a let's rob the white people situation it might be i don't know all i know is my eyes glaze over as soon as like the the music starts and i'm like oh it's netflix action movie yeah it it worked in django because it was so unexpected because the rest of the movie played out fairly traditionally um, mm. but you didn't earn earn that. I don't know. It, it's that's Netflix trash. There's there's no other. Speaking of Django, did you ever hear uh the, the interview that Jamie Fox gave when he was like explaining, describing like the first scenes that he did as Django, and uh, what's his face, the feet guy, Tarantino, Tarantino, uh. Quintal Tarantino, uh, like brought him into like a closet and was like, "Dude, stop!" And it was basically just tell him to like act differently. We'll just leave it there. Oh. Wait, Jamie. Well, it was very Jamie Fox telling him. Quentin Tarantino, or no, Quentin Tarantino telling Jamie Fox like, "Stop being, stop being cool." Like basically, you like. You're a slave that was, like, mm-hmm. set free, but, like, that's all you knew. Do 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 it differently. <laughs> and I think Jamie Foxx was trying to be, like, a cool, suave, like... He was doing the Will Smith action thing, hero. where he just always plays mm. Will Smith. Yeah. Except, I guess... Honestly, I gotta say, I kind of liked how Jamie Foxx was portrayed, so... I, I mean... Kudos. I didn't hate Django. It's it's a lot of the same issues I have with every Tarantino movie. They're all like thirty minutes too long, and they're mm. they're all like the the writing in them is like someone who thinks they're very witty, but isn't actually as witty as they think they are. It's it's that writing. Like everyone praises his dialogue, but people don't talk like that. It's kind of like off-putting. 
at times. Like not everyone talks like it's scripted. Like, you know, they, they have the flow and cadence of a heavily scripted conversation where, oh yeah, what they're saying is kind of clever, but it just doesn't have any natural cadence to it. So it seems very forced and artificial. Mm-hmm. He's a good director. I just don't think he's that great a writer. Yeah. I see. Speaking of forced um licorice pizza okay not the one i thought you were going for pivoting um i will say this about licorice pizza these are the most regular looking people i've ever seen in a movie yep. these yeah. do not have these people do not have what you would call movie star good looks i'm not calling them ugly i'm just saying there's there's a difference between like a person you see on the street and a famous person mm-hmm. Apparently, people are uh, really freaking out over this because they're like, "Oh yeah, written and directed by Paul Thomas or Paul, Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson." Anderson. Yep. Paul Thomas Anderson. And they're like, "Hell yeah, we get to see it on the big screen." And I don't know, has he done like only like straight to DVD shit? Let me um, figure out what's. He's, he's been an he's actor written. in a lot of stuff. Uh, oh, oh, and he directed also, "There Will Be Blood" and "Boogie Nights." Oh right, okay. Oh. And punch Struck Love. Um, also, um, I guess that is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's uh, son, who is the the male, the the main. Kind of looks a little like him, yeah. Yeah, I, I see it in like the <laughs> the Cooper Hoffman area. Uh, but yeah, so he's uh, kind of the main actor, and I, I I don't really know what this movie's about. It's about, it's about young like love, boy. Yeah, boy hanging out with a girl, and she's like... I guess she's she's older than him, and they've kind of got yeah. this awkward teen romance going on. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's one of those movies that I feel I'm getting too old to really connect with. Uh, it also looks like it's set in, like, the 70s or 70s. Okay, set in the 70s. A uh, high school student who is also a successful child actor. Okay, I did not get that at all from the trailer, but apparently Yeah, I didn't that's, get actor. That's that's in the synopsis. So Which one is the actor? The girl or the Oh, I guess boy. I, I guess the guy, yeah. He's on a set there. Or or maybe it was the girl and he like visited the set unauthorized. Oh. I don't know. I like I said, I I did not get actor at all from this uh but i'm going to trust movie clips trailers is not fucking with me and that is in fact the plot yeah so uh yeah there's some it, some romance and it seems like awkward seems like people kind of like definitely got relate Tom to Waits it i just in don't it. know why i just don't know why licorice is on a pizza tom waits and why was that's in... well he was in the dead don't die he was also Bradley Cooper's also in, in it. So I'm yay. almost certain Tom Waits was in Mystery Men. Let me let me just let me just make sure. Yes, he was Doc Heller. I knew it. Okay, not crazy. All right. Um, and and then Encanto. Yes, we have your first official trailer for Encanto. Uh, so you get a little bit more uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda uh, to do some more singing, mm-hmm. write some music for it. 
cool. Everybody's got to make their Lin bucks. Everybody go cash your Lin bucks out of the bank. Uh, it's very profitable after we saw Vivo. And I think Vivo did okay, even though I think it was yeah, just it was on a demand, Netflix but... thing. So it made we were, it made we were this money. close to watching it at some point. Were we? I, well, I watched it myself. Um, I said, "Furry little animal, I want to so watch you." So this movie you. is, it's it's predictable Pixar thing. They all have special abilities except the one girl, and then the magic starts to fade out, and of course she's got to be the one to save the day. It's just your average Justice League Batman centric plot. Yeah, yes. it it feels she's it feels like, like Pixar has been making. It feels like they've been going for the motions lately a lot. You know, like, I didn't think Luke was that great. Soul was just okay. I, I liked Onward well enough, I guess. But it Raya wasn't... didn't do... It wasn't super standout. I don't think that was... I think Luca, Luca was, like, end of the year. We got some budget left. Let's use the rest of it. And make a quick movie. What's our easiest idea? To make a movie out of, and that was it. Uh, this I don't know. I unless the music's like really good, I can't really see this getting too much traction. However, I did not expect it to be like uh like kind of like an adventure movie towards the end. I mean, it seems like it'll make <laughs> like half a billion dollars because it's a Disney movie, Disney yeah. Pixar. That's just the ceiling, and it's an it's a targets the Hispanic market again. Coco did gangbusters. Coco was also a very good movie. I don't think this. I don't get the sense that it's going to be anywhere near as good as Coco was. I think it is. Um, it's got it's got a Hispanic crowd, right? Yeah. I mean, it. it'll make money, I'm sure, but I don't think it's oh, yeah. going to be as good a movie as Coco was. But now it's got music in it. Coco. I feel like I feel music. like they once they made Moana, like they hit the Moana button. They like. Moana? Moana. Moana. Okay. Mona. What was my middle school, Peter? Was it Goana or Goana? <laughs> Goana. Goana. He's a Goana. 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 I'm talking about Moana. Hey, yeah. It's an Iroquois um, word. I can't tell you what it means because I don't know, but right. it's an Iroquois word. <laughs> Iroquois. They're all, all my Shenandoah. The whole gimmick was, we'll name the schools Iroquois words. Like Shatacon, which was the eighth elementary school, literally just means eight in Iroquois. <laughs> yeah. New York loved their Iroquois do. words. We had them all over. Or we should be proud because they were the dominant tribe in New York State and we basically stole their system of government. <laughs> Hell yeah. What is because they saw they they saw and the white land. man coming over and like all right we gotta fucking form the UN of America here. <laughs> Iroquois Confederacy <laughs> represent. Put aside Onzaga, the Mohawk. Let's go, <laughs> guys. We can play. We can play lacrosse later. Yeah, the lacrosse league Don't is take canceled. The blankets. We have a war. We need to fight. <laughs> Shit, they got guns. Fuck. What are and we? And diseases. Have? Arrows. Mostly the diseases. The diseases. The diseases. Really more At least this blanket will keep me warm. <laughs> what are those spots on your skin? What? I don't, oh, I don't know. I think it's I got a freedom season polka dots. Came 
Freedom dots. Free- freedom <laughs> dots for everybody. <laughs> freedom pox. That's what it's called. Ah, <laughs> oh, we're terrible people. Absolutely. All right, so that's it for trailers. Yeah, that's it. Only an hour. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings once again dominating the September 24th through 26, 2021 box office weekend 39. Where's the year gone, man? Um, yeah, that's in first. Dear Evan Hansen, the uh, stage play adaptation, debuts at the second place, $7.443 million. In 3,300 theaters. I hear uh, from a shouty internet man that movie was not good. So it might drop off very quickly. Yeah, I haven't heard positive things about it either. Uh, Free Guy, which is out on Blu-ray, I guess. Already? Yeah. Oh, I guess seven weeks. Yeah. Uh, it still seems fast. It does seem fast. But then again... <laughs> This fucking movie's been like in production for. Yeah, I'm sure they had all the special features and everything with the Blu-ray ready to go when it was in theaters. Um, that's in third with four point one one million dollars. It's it's holding on. It's not dropping that much. Only down nineteen point two percent. Yeah, Free Guy for. Uh, I I heard Free Guy was pretty good. People like Free Guy. Well, I heard from one man. <laughs> Uh, that a person like Dave. Um, I I don't know. It it seems it seems like it was an okay movie, but I'm just surprised that it's like I mean worldwide three hundred and eight three hundred eighteen million dollars. It's that's solid that's like, given the state that's of affairs. Really, really good for what it is. I guess and given the current state of affairs. Candyman in fourth, same as last week, down 27.4%. Cry Macho is in fifth. In its second week, it dropped two spots from third, 2.7 million, or 2.047, not 2.7. That's That'd be higher than Candyman. 53.8% drop. It's still in 4,000 theaters. It picked up 55 theaters. There's 4,000 screens showing Cry Macho? Well, we got to get to the bottom of what this movie is all about then. It's the spotlight film of the week. Uh, It's on HBO Max as well. So I guess the fact that it's making any money in theaters is impressive. Yeah, 4,000. I mean, this has more theaters than anything out right now. Shang-Chi even has less theaters than it. Yeah, it's kind of nuts, though. Um, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3 out of 5 on IndieWire, so consensus is mediocre, I guess. Right um, in my alley. <laughs> 68% of Google users liked it, but we don't care what they'll, those people say. They don't know shit. They're the kind of people who put fucking pineapple on pizza. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. So you gotta go to the streets. Gotta get the real people who know thin crust, pepperoni, sausage, maybe mushroom if you're a freak who likes mushrooms. Oh, we're gonna leave chicken bacon pizza. ranch out of this conversation. Okay, that's that's oh. a that's a modern innovation. 
If you're in a hip pizza town, that's okay. But you do not order a specialty pizza outside the tri-state region. That's all I'm saying. Look, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm. Why, why you gotta slander mushrooms? I don't like mushrooms. Okay. Other people like mushrooms. That I, I, I included it with pepperoni in the sacred circle of approved pizza top toppings. Okay. That is my I recognize. The people like mushroom. I ain't one of those people. Jake, Jake, do they make Old Bay pizza down there? Do they? I'm do they just sure put lobster on a pizza? Oh, corn yeah, chowder yeah. on a corn chowder and lobster sure, on a yeah. pizza with some with some Old Bay yeah. just sprinkled right over the fucking top. Do it all. Do it like all. A fucking heathen. Old Bay goes on You've everything. Seen the Brian it's to the point David where they Gilbert give a little. Wait, Jake. Little Jake. can of Old Bay at every table. Do they make Old Bagels? Probably. I can see that. Do you, do you think they make a pizza bagel out of old old bagels? So they have old bay pizza bagel. We're not bagel. a big bagel. We're not a big bagel. Guys, pal. I think this is an untapped market for New York transplants that now live in Maryland and Maryland transplants that now live in New York. We need to start making our own bagels that we season with old bay and market them as old bagels. They will sell wait, out of grocery so, wait, stores so Kurt, across the eastern seaboard. The, are you saying our target audience is Brian finest. David Gilbert in specific? Yes. He will fuel our business. You've seen his old bay commercial. We can adapt that into a bagel commercial. We can even afford to get him a nicer lobster claw. I mean, I would I would be open to like opening up some like specialty Old Bay bagel shops uh, that are centered around like maybe some uh, temples, mm, maybe. You know, they those Jews they love their their locks, those cream cheese and locks and bagels. Just give a little Old Bay on them, and they're like, "Oh, you're trying to be a shiksa Old or something." Old Beth baby bagels. <laughs> yep. Tell you I don't know what Beth means in Hebrew, but it's sure in the name of every synagogue I've ever seen. Yeah. It's very Beth it's everywhere. Weird. I know where there is a large concentration of Jewish people in Maryland, though. I used to live near there. I You lived uh, in Suffern, New York, for a while. In fact, I might be moving back there temporarily. Um and uh, there's a large Hasidic Jew population in the area. <laughs> Got to corner that market. See what they need. What do you need? Write us. Write us an email. If you live in the uh, Maryland area and you're a Jewish uh, and would like to request a business, you know what? What are your what are your demands? See now, you guys, you guys <laughs> had it nice. You guys were near communities of Hasidic Jews, near where I grew up. We just had acidic Jews. It, instead of creating a cultural tapestry, they just dissolved all your metals and donated electrons all over the place. I there we go. There I number is. one hate you. And point of order, I did not grow up near the Hasidic Jews. Um, but anyway, Cry Macho is a movie about a man in Clint Eastwood who probably is not too fond of the Jews. Um. So there's a likelihood Allegedly. there. Allegedly. There's a chance. And there's a review of his movie, uh, Arcadian underscore ADY, Cry Macho, 10 out of 10. Mind you, keep that number in mind, 10 out of 10, as I read this text. Clint Eastward 100%. on the downhill path. 
Good enough to watch, predictable, sloppy dialogues, and a low budget as a minus. Not a waste of time spelt like your midsection. Mm-hmm. Um, but also is not a must. Zero out of three, found that helpful. Ten out of ten. Not a waste of time. But also not a must. And it sounds sounds like they loved it. Now this guy, I don't know. I don't know if he liked it or not. Can't really tell. One out of ten. Horribly awkward. By Med Jasta. From Dwight Yocom and the little kids acting to every weird situation. This movie cuts many corners for convenience, like the opening scene's dialogue to give you Clint's background was weird and very unnatural. Then the whole setup of Clint even going along with Clint even going along with going to Mexico to kidnap a kid, oh, you know, and who would hire a 90-year-old to do that? <laughs> the Oh god, they spelled border. Do they spell it every every time god they spelled border like b-o-a-r-d-e-r like a board like someone is boarding that's great a uh a plane yeah the border guard macking on the girls then the mom trying to have sex with clint i haven't heard in years (laughs) yeah right the border guard macking on the girls. Then the mom trying to have sex with Clint was weird. And when the cops bust the cockfight and Clint hides this behind a crate, awesome. the, co- <laughs> the cops don't search the place, but they are out in the streets looking. <laughs> I haven't seen a Clint movie in a while because they haven't been too great. They're overly slow and he's lost that ambition he used to have and comes at every movie the same way. The only reason I watched this was because it was on HBO Max. And I want I want to like Clint's movies. Mm-hmm. But this was eye-rolling bad. 103 out of 190 found that wow. helpful. Surprisingly like I for for these 1 out of 10s they're surprisingly nice cuz my my mid-tier reviews are vitriolic and also very creative um, f- because I've got this four out of ten from Blanco Spachik. That's um, the best name I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> Blanco Spacek. Let me let me see if I can't. Uh, I'll just I'll, I'll give you his, his profile. While you can you can peruse that while I read off uh, the one of the better, better reviews I've, I've seen in a while, just in terms of creativity. Uh, <clears throat> four out of ten. My Cracho is wearing Depends. Oscar time will reveal the true genius of this movie with the following nominations. One, Best Animal Wrangler. The chicken was outstanding, though some are claiming the bird was on sedatives. Two, Best Cold Table Read with the Camera Running, <laughs> Dwight Yoakam. Three, Best Craft Services, Carmel Valley Assisted Living. Four, best special effects for Mr. Eastwood's active libido simulations. (laughs) But seriously, Crypt Keeper Goes to Mexico is so bad, it's just a lucky thing people aren't paying $10 per person to see it in theaters. That's a big American tragedy averted. 
The film gives you the distinct impression that there's an attendant in a nursing home, so, nursing home somewhere in California saying, where's, where's Mr. Eastwood? Has anyone seen Mr. Eastwood? It's like an experiment in film school to see what happens when you make a movie with poor actors saying poorly written scripts. We should have seen it coming when Clint was talking to the empty chair. Zero out of zero found this helpful. He's got an interesting collection of reviews here. So he's done Cry Macho, The Homesman, and he's a big fan of Tommy Lee Jones, Blow the Man Down, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, and Downton Abbey. What an eclectic mix. Right? Look at this guy. But Unfente has a review of Cry Macho. Gives it a 9 out of 10. The Mule That Cried Macho. Clint, your movies are just getting better! Exclamation mark. Parenthetical. Refined and polished. Great heartfelt movie. Very touching. 9. Very touching. Yeah, I gotta read that again. Clint, your movies are just getting better. Refined and polished. Great heartfelt movie. Very touching. 9. So, it seems like I'm just scrolling zero through some zero. of the... Uh, no, one, no one bothered to vote uh, on this one. <laughs> I'm just going through some of the some of them. They all have the same thing, and they might be written by the same person. It's all... <laughs> I love Clint Eastwood. I'm biggest, biggest Clint Eastwood fan! Woo! Clint! Yeah! I'm an East head. I'm a Clint head. I hated this movie. <laughs> it's all... Clint, fuck yeah! Sucks in this movie, though. <laughs> um, and there are some pretty uh, pretty rough reviews uh, in the one out of ten, as you can expect. Um, Typically, where the worst. And I was going to go with one. I was going to go with this one, but it um, it reminded me too much of the last one uh, with the whole you know lady try to have sex with him and whatever. I like this one for the title and the title alone. I don't even know what the review says, but I like the title. One out of ten. When the chicken is the best part by Movie Scout One. I want to know what the chicken did now. <laughs> it's painful to see Clint Eastwood come to this point in his career. He was an incredible actor-director, but his time has sadly passed. Unfortunately, he doesn't seem to know this. I'd be happy to tell him if everyone in Hollywood is afraid to. He could still save some dignity. Somebody needs to take the financial backing away from him. It's the only way to stop him. The story is insultingly simple and mildly offensive, and the movie should have never been made. Please, movie audiences, dot, 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 dot. Expect more from movies, actors, writers, and, of course, dot, 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 yourself. Do not watch this. Remember, Clint, for the cowboy he was, dot, 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 dot. However, the chicken is kind of cool. Six out of thirteen found that helpful. <laughs> I want to know. What he's the a he's a master cockfighter. He stood up against incredible odds. What that cock do though? That cock, you know. Uh, what that cock do? Always remember. Pixrox doesn't know because of... Pixrox one didn't include it in their review, um, which is unfortunate. Coward. What they did include was another gem here. Um, Six out of ten. It's commonly said that when a tree falls on the moon, 
it makes as much noise as Cry Macho. The misleading title might as well be Cry Nacho. Mr. Eastwood has been playing the benign mentor grandpa character for a decade or two now. At least a few of these films, such as The Mule or Gran Torino, had some occasional action thrown in, creating adequate entertainment value. But geezer gramps, to whom nothing happens, are similar to time of the month cramps. Nobody wants to see the film. One out of four found that helpful. The medium reviews, they're out here today. They're coming they to bed. They got teeth. Wow. The, the, all the professional reviews have the same title. A man, a boy, and his chicken cry macho lays an egg. Fucking chicken butt. Was this the story about Clint Eastwood like raising poultry? I think yeah. there's just a cockpit point. It's like the episode of it's like the little Jerry Seinfeld. Hmm. Um Jungle Cruise is in sixth with a one point seven million dollar take on the weekend malignant. It slides down to 7th with 1.5 million. Cop Shop drops from 6th to 8th in its second week with 1.265 million. Uh, Paw Patrol, the movie, hanging on the top 10, 1.175 million. Uh, and Love Story rounds out the top 10 opening with a gross of $971,000. Paw Patrol, the movie, has... Give me a second. Uh... I guess it doesn't want to cooperate with me. Hmm. There we go. Nope, that's that's the wrong movie. Okay, never mind then. It's made some amount of money. (laughs) It's made Uh, worldwide. One hundred nine million dollars. That's not a great pull, but not terrible. I think it was released on streaming too, so. I probably cut the things. Anyway, let's move yeah, on to gaming news. Um, if you were excited to play the new Left 4 Dead inspired spiritual successor back for Blood, uh, rejoice in the fact that you will not need the latest hardware to run it. Uh, in fact, its recommended specs uh, include a Core i5-8400, or Ryzen 7 1800X. That's actually pretty CPU intensive. Um, 12 gigabytes of RAM, which is... Those bougie PC fairly, reviewers. Fairly high. And, uh, well, the graphics card demands aren't too bad. Asking only a GTX 970 or RX 590, which are both uh, pretty old mm-hmm. cards uh, for your graphical needs so i guess it's it's pretty cpu intensive a title um and it gets all right see see this doesn't make any sense but i guess it does okay never mind but now the ryzen 5 2600 is a better cpu than a core i5 8400 thank you jake so that doesn't sorry where'd you find that why what did you search I'll, 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 uh, after, after your story. I'll Jake has it. some prime reporting. 
I'm 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 done. Okay. Uh, well, I know you all were uh, uh, waiting for this one. E-Football and its weird-ass faces is the worst-reviewed game in Steam's history. Uh, I had done a snip and sketch of one of the faces and uh, implanted it into our Discord chat. And it's great. What is this again? Uh, yeah, the faces look fucking terrifying. Um so yeah, it's like a it's, it must be like a FIFA knockoff or something like that. Um, here's Cristiano Ronaldo looking like he's sucking off an invisible corn yeah. cob. Uh, that's great. I well, I got I got this one because you saw that Cristiano Ronaldo. Try this Cristiano Ronaldo. It's gonna be a really small picture, I guess. Um, but still, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, here's a bloke from Argentina team inquiring about who spilled his alcoholic beverage. We'll get a whole uh, snip and sketch of that uh, for these guys. Snip and sketch. And snip and sketch over here. Thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> love, love your snip and these sketch. Are um, Konami drops e football. Me, are you high, Konami? Oh, fuck yeah, they are, dude. Have you seen his faces? <laughs> Konami's made a calculation with eFootball that may not pay off, which is that you could launch the game in a pretty bare-bones state and then build it into the all-conquering shiny football platform that it should be. But perceptions are hard to shift, and however unfairly, this initial impression is going to stick to eFootball. No amount of patches will tempt back players who've already made up their minds, much like... Maybe Mass Effect Andromeda that had a fairly similar issue in the beginning. It had Mass Effect Andromeda had far more issues than just the facial animations. I, I understand, but uh, people memed on it relentlessly about the faces, and that's the one thing that somebody who's never played it remembers. I know it had other issues, but. The faces, come on. The faces of evil. By the time I played it, the faces weren't too bad, but the lackluster writing, unexciting characters, and unappreciated changes to the way combat worked, or at least powers wow. worked. I mean, that's just every Mass Effect or... game, but I mean, yeah, sure, Andromeda had that too. So how can every game have unwelcome changes... Especially the first game, where it's introducing these concepts. I know you're trying to argue for the sake of arguing, but at least don't look like a dumbass <laughs> when you do it. <laughs> no, no, it had uh, unwelcome changes in the first one. Nobody really liked that. I mean, unwelcome like, changes were, like, to the uh, zeroth RPG, one. You know, just make it an FPS. Like we don't need this whole fucking combat thing. Don't try to reinvent the wheel, game. Fucking just give me a gun and let me go crazy on aliens. And then they're just like, oh, here's some characters and some dialogue trees. And everybody's like, oh, KOTOR did it better. Actually, I don't... They're surprisingly, thinking back on it, there were not a lot of comparisons between the two, which is very shocking considering they're developed by the same people. Duh. Please don't listen to me for any of this. I have never played Mass Effect no. one or two or, or even three. Like drop but you can catch three. it on our YouTube channel. Oh, and where is that? Um, Jake, what the fuck are you? Where, where do you think it is? No, I thought. 
I, doing a plug. Jake, you already know where it is. I don't have to tell yeah. you. Gosh, I just fucking just do it for the do it for Jimmy and Timmy and Brilly and and all. You the, hit all around it. It's Johnny. You do it for Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, I'll do what it for about Johnny. Bimmy? Johnny, <laughs> Jimmy and Bimmy. Johnny, thanks for tuning in. Well, there were no Jimmy or Benny in the Outsiders. And so Fia Coppola, or was it Francis Coppola who directed the Outsiders movie? I think it's someone like really fucking famous. Or should we like direct it towards Spain because we have that that large Spanish audience like Enrique and Silvia. Enrique and Iglesias and all the others. Gloria. Well, I mean, it could have been worse. I could have said the Glorias and the Estefans of the world. Jesus. (laughs) Estefans. Yes, Francis Ford Coppola did direct the Outsiders movie. Look at that. I knew he did. I knew he had it in him. Stars of very young Rob Lowe, a very young Patrick Swayze. Oh yeah, I loved Outsiders. That was a great I like the I like the book. book. I didn't care for the movie too much. The movie was great. Also, why would you name your child Pony Boy? Pony Boys, stay golden. Is he staying golden? We don't know. Tune into Outsiders Two, Electric Boogaloo to find out. Outsiders Two, The Insiders. The Insiders, where the greasers become the Soches and vice versa. Um, totally. So yep. the Steam Deck bench Dev Kit benchmarks have leaked, and. Things look pretty good. For Shadow the Tomb Raider, at max settings, you can expect about 30 FPS. And with some custom settings, uh, they don't specify what they turn down. Um, they just say by lowering some settings. But with their custom setting profile, they were able to get 60 FPS. Um, Doom... 2016 at custom settings ran at 46 FPS and at medium settings ran at 60 FPS. That seems surprising. Doom can like run on a toaster. I'm surprised I can't pull better frame rates than that. It's one of those inverse consoles where it can play all the really computationally expensive games, but uh, like fucking Game & Watch? Impossible. Too strong. <laughs> Bricks it. Cyberpunk 2077 on high will net you a frame rate between 20 and 30 FPS on average. These are on average. They don't provide any information about 1% lows or 0.1% lows, so we have no idea what stutter was like. Um, dat, uh, Not data. Jesus Christ. Dota 2 on its highest settings will net you a solid 47 FPS, and on low will hit hit around 80 fps i believe these are at 720p uh, which i'm fairly certain is the display resolution for the steam deck um you know that's nice that i can actually play some newer games at higher settings i don't think there was ever doubt it was going to be better than the switch hardware wise i mean if a console that comes out five years later isn't that's kind of embarrassing i wouldn't i wouldn't put a past steam though you know i could just see them coming out with some 
shitter on accident and be like, oh, we've made a gross miscalculation. Yeah, I don't. I'm still unconvinced. I I know I know I'm probably going to end up just being like I have a lot of money and I have nothing to spend it on. Let's buy a Steam Deck. I know that point of my life is coming up at some some juncture, but I'm not super excited by it. I mean, it's nice yeah. that you can yeah. like, run all these games, but it doesn't run Windows natively, at least. Which means you're going to be kind of limited in the games you can play. And... I, <clears throat> I can only see myself really, like, kind of, I guess, uh, uh, understandably getting it if I was like traveling more, yeah, I don't which, I mean, travel I, I, that I travel much. a good amount, but like I got shit to do sometimes. And sometimes I just want to like lay back and watch enough. I mean, like if I was a hardcore gamer and I really wanted to play like some online stuff, but like people who travel, like a lot of the times you have to go to like hotels. And the, the hard part about that is not necessarily your, uh, your availability to having a powerful portable, uh, computer system it's a uh, it's more the wi-fi too like if you want to do any sort of like competitive play online it's like you better have a hotspot running out of the marriott give you some really good i'll tell you but like Jake that's the thing is i try to play league of, of legends. legends in hotel rooms <laughs> i i tried i tried my league of legends and i was like oh shit my, my so surface so his, his little testes don't get too warm yeah, you can't put the steam deck on on your fucking oh, not not that board I, I have desks there, so I was, I, I was my referring hotel to Columbus. No, oh oh, that's weird. That's because I I literally downloaded um my uh I downloaded Steam and I downloaded like League to my um uh, my Surface uh Surface Pro Seven, and that can play League fine. A Tamagotchi However, can play League. The Wi Fi. <laughs> well, yeah, but code, I mean, baby. The the problem with the problem was the, the yeah. fucking hotel the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi sucks. It was yeah. choppy as shit. It was terrible. So unless I want to pay ten dollars more a night, it's a fucking which it's I a don't. fucking regular router for a home that has to service yeah sixteen times as many people. Yep. So it just it just wasn't it just wasn't worth it. So I mean, if you're but if you're just playing a normal game, maybe, but. You know, sometimes people aren't traveling for that long, and they're just like they'll be home over the weekend, and they'll just play it then. So, I don't know. I think it's a special person who's going to buy this game just to play it sitting on the couch. Well, I feel like I feel traveling. like it's, it hits the same market that handheld gaming has always hit. It's just now you can play mm-hmm. your PC games on the road. You have access to your whole well, not your whole Steam library because it doesn't run Windows. But you have access to games from your Steam library. You know, you'll be able to get games cheaper than you can the Nintendo Switch. That's one of the main knocks on the Switch is that you get games that are several years old ported yeah. to it and they still want $60 for them. Games for the Switch are ridiculously expensive. That's Maybe, maybe that's what I, I hope the purpose of this does is that it drives competition for other handheld, handheld markets, including the Switch. Like, I would like to get you know, a three-year-old game that I can actually get on sale sometime and not at full price still. 
because uh, there's still a lot of old games that are like way more expensive than they should be right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's official. I mean, once July came and went, I think there wasn't too much doubt. Um, <laughs> well, at least the the 2021 Evo showcase, their in person tournament, they were going to fly in. I think 40 players for. Uh, has been canceled over COVID concerns. Evo Online, the online event happened this year. It's just not the same without... Well, Evo hasn't been the same in a while. Uh, it's got mm-hmm. too big. But uh, yeah. this could have been a return to form with a an invitational sort of thing, but Delta variant has got people uh, being cautious, which is not a bad thing. But mm-hmm. it has led to the cancellation of the event. Uh, this is actually a story I heard on my Engadget tech briefing. Uh, Netflix buys Oxen3 developer Night School Studio. Uh, development of Oxen3 2 will still continue. They gave a generic PR response about how their creative design and aspirations uh, blend very well with Netflix. And it's a surprise that this. Uh, it didn't happen sooner. We heard that Netflix was looking to get into gaming. They've fired their first salvo into that sphere now with uh, purchasing the developers of a pretty oh, well-reviewed right. indie game. Hmm. That's going to be... We'll see. Yeah. Speaking of Netflix, The Witcher is getting a new fun-filled kids and family series on Netflix. Because if there's one video game slash novel series that just screams <laughs> fun for the whole family, it's The Witcher with the its Witcher. many tales of murder and morally questionable characters and sex, sex and violence. Drugs. The Witcher. Which potion are you going to take today, Witcher? The Witcher, a family picture. I don't know any Witcher potions. All I know is that he gets he gets magically coked out and then cat slaps monsters with a sword. Cat lets you see in the dark. I think that's the only one I know off the top of my head. Some like fucking like Sparrow or some shit. Oh, yeah. Sparrow is, uh, I think, increased health regen. Yeah, probably. Um, all I know is you have two swords, your guy has weird eyes, and and potions. That's it. And the people well, like one Witcher is a three. steel sword, which you use to kill like regular folk, and one is a silver sword, which you use to kill monsters, because that's what you need to kill monsters is silver. Yeah, but why not just make them both? Because silver, silver is a more brittle metal. It's not a and it's also just more expensive. It, <laughs> just make hard silver. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, just wrap it in called... iron. It'll make it harder. It's a prequel series set before the books. It's titled Witcher Blood Origin, and it's due out in twenty twenty, late 2022. Uh, Wait, it's called Blood Origin? This yes. family-friendly... Blood Origin. Yes. What the fuck? Do, they, do we have any screenshots of this? Uh, I don't believe. Oh yeah, there's a. Uh, it was part of their Tadum 
event over the weekend. Um, it briefly showed the Icelandic setting of the Witcher Blood Origin. What I just I just cut to this guy talking about the set too. He's like, not I just see that the subtitles. Not many people know this, but Blood Origin is set underwater. It's the origin of the elves. Huh. So that all yeah, I, they are really that all tracked. <laughs> but then the showrunner gave a very interesting presentation, uh, where she announced uh, Lauren Schmidt is the showrunner. By the way, she announced two further projects. Um, and I think she mentioned that it was targeted toward families. Uh, they're having an anime film, Nightmare of the Wolf, or it's getting a sequel. Nightmare of the Wolf, I guess, already existed, and at least the weebs at PC Gamer gave it a good review. Um, I never liked Henry Cavale as Geralt. Doesn't look the part. He's too big. Large. And too... Large Witcher. Too distinctive. That's that's what I thought too. I I thought, man, he's too hunky. And he is. Geralt's and very lean. Hey, he's not big and bulky. I, I spent I've spent over two hundred hours playing Witcher games. I know what the dude looks like. You know what he looks like in comparison to a horse. There are other human well, <laughs> characters in the game, Jake. The Witcher is just horse simulator, dude. Geralt, a horse variant. Five foot ten, one eighty-five pounds. True. Yeah, neutral. that's not that big. That's, that's smaller than you, Jake. That's huge. It's smaller than you. He's that's, that's monster, smaller than man. you, and you're not even the biggest that's, one in the group. If he's <laughs> if he's all muscle, if he's all muscle. Yeah, he's lean. Fucking That's what I'm saying. Five foot ten, God. <laughs> he's not yeah. big and bulky. Because we all know muscle well, bigger than fat. Henry muscle Cavill's. is more voluminous than fat. That's why muscle people known to float. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, do you think Google will know if I type in Henry Cavill dimensions? They're gonna give me like the. Is it like? Is it gonna, gonna be fucking like Lego dimensions? But it's all just Henry Cavill. <laughs> In Henry Cavill measurements. It's a unit of measure. Uh, there's a... He is... Uh, oh, he's... Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. He's two and a half inches taller. Get him out of here. That's the difference between here. your height and mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? I'm, I'm fairly taller than you. <laughs> Let's see... Uh, weight in pounds, 198 that pounds. That seems low. He's two bills. I won't believe anything else. Is that like his Hugh Jackman okay. cut okay. weight? He had, he had, yeah, he had, he had a big lunch. Okay, there you go. He's two, 200. <laughs> He's 198. <laughs> it's two pounds. Sorry, 0.416 pounds. He's a pound and... Uh, one point six. How pounds. do they get that information? Just, do they like hack it to his medical? I don't know, records? dude. This is just stars height. That, that info was his weight dot as less physical. Dot com. 
Chest size, in inches, 46. You nope. want more? Because they also give it to you in every sort of standard measurement. Even Rankin? What's his external uh, body temperature in Rankin? I got his waist size, hip size, bicep size, thigh size. Rankin, size. have you ever wanted a absolute temperature scale like Kelvin with Fahrenheit-like degree inf- increments? What? No? No one ever wanted that? Well, here's Rankin anyway. <laughs> They just saw that they saw that grid and they're like, "There's a corner meters, that needs to be full, filled in." Yep. Henry Cavill, cancel him for trying to be Geralt. And he doesn't look the part. <laughs> a fictional character. You want him pixelated too, so he can be more like the video game. I would like him to look like the guy from the video game more. I don't think that's so wrong. I want him to be have more polygons. I think he's. I think uh, you can argue that Hugh Jackman was a weird choice for Wolverine because he's like a foot taller than the actual Wolverine. (laughs) Who cares? And Wolverine crawls around. He's not even a real Wolverine. Wolverines are little like little fucking like. You just send him to that camp, okay? Like they teach you to stop being a Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new uh, 240 watt USB type C spec, which means that every laptop charger could soon become universal. And in tangential news, Europe has now demanded that all phones have USB C, which does not make Apple very happy. Apple's They're losing left angry, and right here. Uh, but I mean, it, look, it's only a matter of time until they. They take out the lightning jack and put in the USB Type C because their iPads have USB Type C and their laptops already charge off USB Type C. Like they've already started converting like before this European thing was well, out. Licensing they have been for the past couple of years. The iPhone does their most volume by any product, and yeah. the the fees they get from licensing the lightning spec, yeah, I'm sure make them a lot of money. So they're not happy about oh, losing the yeah, money. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sorry. They can't. They can't take advantage of their predatory practices. I, no, I'm not shedding any tears for Apple. I'm just saying they're angry. <laughs> Kurt, stop defending Tim stop Apple. Simping for apples. <laughs> I was, the Bobby yeah, apples. Because the there was one simping for apples. If there was one position I ever took on the show when talking about Apple and Epic's <laughs> lawsuit, it was definitely pro Apple. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was actually about to blame Jeffrey Bezos because he's like the immediate scapegoat for all rich white men. And it's just like, no, sorry, it's Tim Apple instead. Um, what if his what if his real name, like his biggest lie, was not like any of the shady shit that Amazon did, but it's just that it's his name is Joffrey Bezos, like it's spelled with the G O E F. It's Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> And he saw and he saw Game of Thrones and he was like, "Shit, I need to do some PR. Scrub the internet." Like that's the one where he just launches a Blue Origin rocket into deep space and never comes back. Like it's gonna run out of fuel. He didn't pack any food. He's just going like he's gonna. I like to think he'd escape in a big boy rocket like Doctor Evil. (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, we can't be well, the, the big boy never left. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, Dr. Evil. It's got, I, I feel like I'm surprised we've never 
Um, yeah, he kind of looks like Dr. Evil. You just tell him to have, do it. Has anyone photoshopped that face on there yet? The Economist did, I guess. For one there. Here it is. Yes. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, yep. Put it in the chat. Yep. There it is. There it is, kids. And it's... It's pretty uncanny, I gotta say. <laughs> it's Dr. Yule with Jeff Bezos' face. It's scary how... <laughs> How well that and, works, too. And so it has come to this, my friends. Marvel's Avengers will be arriving on Game Pass this week. Hey. And a desperate ploy to, hey. to become profitable, Play which if you've seen the what I... happened on it, they got a ways to go. They spent a lot of money on development. Fucking what, a, what an amazing flop that that game was. Really, they had the golden goose, and they just strangled it. <laughs> I don't know what... Well, I mean, honestly, putting it on Game Pass, I think, is a really smart move. Uh, because I, if I remember correctly, it wasn't their big issue. Like, they didn't have enough people to, like, fill, like, lobbies yeah, and stuff like that. people stopped playing the game because they got bored of it. <laughs> yeah. So why not give it away to some well, people they did for a free, free weekend. And that boosted players yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But... I think the, the idea, well, I, not the idea. I think the, the issue is that people play the game for about an hour or two. And then they're like, oh, I've seen everything this game has to offer. I'm going to stop playing now. No, no. You're not saying, like, the gameplay is, like, not So my, fr- my friend Nick Are you? bought the game at launch. And he said, "Good for him." They really nailed the gameplay. It feels like controlling the superheroes that they have in the game just feels right. You feel like you're playing as that hero, but there's just not enough content to keep you playing. Because I guess they they reuse a lot of the same areas. There's only a, a few maps. Um, there's only a handful of characters, so. After, you know, not too long a time, you feel like you've experienced everything the game has to offer. Now, I think with the Wakanda expansion, which I don't know if that's coming up. Yeah, the Black Panther were for Wakanda. I guess that came out. That was set to add a lot of extra story content. I think five hours of extra story content. Um, I have not seen a review of that. I haven't like been on the hunt for it, so I guess it means that uh, it hasn't been inflammatory and it hasn't been fantastic because I feel like if one of those were true, we would have heard about it a little bit more. So I guess it's come and come. Uh, hasn't hasn't made much of a difference. I'm gonna come. Do not come. Come. <laughs> God damn it, Peter. Well, that means uh, we might check out Marvel Adventures on stream if I don't have to pay for it. Yeah, hey, yeah. We also might check out um, um, Hot Wheels Unleashed because that's out now. Is that on Game Pass? Oh, 
Uh, I don't know if it's on Game Pass. It is on on every console. Um, it looks like it is has a seventy four. The old PC game with like no, that's Trackmania, I believe. I could have not Trackmania. Trackmania is. Hot Wheels Unleashed. Um, let me see. Hot Wheels Unleashed 2000. Hot Wheels video games. Let's go with that. There you go. Hot Wheels video games. We've got Hot Wheels Unleashed, Hot Wheels Beat That, Hot Wheels Turbo Racing, X Velocity, Hot Wheels Unleashed, World Race, Stunt Track, Track Attack, Ultimate Burning Rubber. Maybe it was Hot Wheels Unlimited? I don't know. I feel like there was an older Hot Wheels game called Hot Wheels Unleashed. I seem to remember that, but I could be misremembering. That's entirely possible. That's $50 they want for Hot Wheels Unleashed. It's a full-out game, yeah. For Hot Wheels? I'll just buy one of those tracks and set those up in my basement. And shrink myself down. So I can get into that. Yeah, shrink myself yep. down. Um, looks to be uh, RK Racer. No microtransactions as of now. Um, Good yeah. Thing. With especially considering the amount of cars in the uh, in the garage that you can get, because it's it's a bunch of cars apparently. Um, you know, real cars, Hot Wheels cars, Accelerators cars. Many people were hyped that you could get cars from the Acceleracer show in your Hot Wheels game. I I think it I think it looks good. I I might be inclined to try it. Um yeah, it doesn't look bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um I'm not a big racing game guy, so I'm not particularly mm-hmm. excited by it. But if you're you're a racing person, then I would say I can, that... It means I can play all my early 2000s uh, Sega PlayStation racing Japanese fusion music. Everybody's That's the perfect racing music. It's like, racing. hit me with that Ridge Racer 4. Hit me with that Sega Rally. Supersonic racing. Uh, But looking around is what we're doing because we've got visions of the Star Wars variety. Whatever that that opening theme was. (laughs) Visions. Yeah, no no really like a beginning thing. Uh, But what I kind of liked, I was like, yeah, let's get right into it. They would announce what studio it was that animated it and they were like right into it. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Yeah, so we can talk um, about these in general, but I also I also want to like rank our our from top to bottom. Sure. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll list them off. So we have uh, the duel. I'll, I'll 
I'll say the, uh, the little brief description uh, that Disney Plus has as well. So we have the duel, a wandering stranger with a mysterious past, defends a village from There will be spoilers uh, that come out in this conversation. So overall, I'll just say, if you had curiosity about it, it's worth checking out because I think there's there's enough in there mm-hmm. that you might find palatable. Um, and if you don't uh, like it, go to the next one. Yeah, it's it's a good don't. case study yeah. in like what does and does not work in this sort of environment. It also, if you like the, keep in mind the animation style. If you like that style. Um, that intrigues you go find that studio find out what animes that they've made uh a lot of these have pretty well-known animes that they've done before in the past and uh i know at least a few of them that have uh pretty popular mainstream ones that you could probably find on a lot of uh streaming platforms um so the second one is tattoo and rhapsody a band with big dreams must save one of their own from jabba the hutt and boba fett the twins twins born to the dark side clash brought a board a massive star destroyer we have the village bride jedi on the run takes the unique customs of to of a remote <coughs> village under threat by a warlord the ninth jedi the daughter of a lightsaber smith is pursued by dark forces while on a dangerous mission <coughs> tob1 a cybernetic boy who dreams of being a jedi discovers a dangerous truth about his creator the elder a jedi and his padawan pursue a dark and powerful presence lop and ocho a family is torn about what to be done when the Empire encroaches on their planet. And Akakiri, a Jedi, returns to his forbidden love to help uh, defend her kingdom from a Sith-like Shogun. Um, so that's the uh, the nine episodes uh, with a little brief summary of them uh, without any spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I have pretty common tastes to the average uh, person and uh, my rank. Like, I guess I'll do top three. I don't know. Seems like a good number. Okay. I would say my favorite was the fifth episode, Ninth Jedi, um, which is a close competition with the first episode, The Duel, uh, and then probably rounding it off with... uh, uh, I like Lopin Ocho over The Elder, I think, was... Probably a little better. Ocho. I think I would go Duel 1, uh, Ninth Jedi 2, Village Bride 3. Oh, man. Interesting. Okay. I have... My favorite was Akakiri, um, then the Duel, and then the Ninth Jedi. Akakiri... Okay. We, we can talk. I don't know. Which one do you want to talk about first? Well, I'd say let's just, let's just tackle them in let's order. Go in order. So we have the Duel... Sure. Which, you know, it's a unique style of animation I haven't really been exposed to before. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's... how I how much I like it. It kind of gives me that weird, like, when I first saw Spider-Verse vibe, where I'm like, this just looks weird. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like that. that. It's that stylistic CG thing, which, Jake, you and I are no stranger yep. to. This is another notch in the belt yeah, for CG uh, anime. Knock one off the rack yeah. into the, the trash and, lip and belt. 
And a lot of people don't really like it just because it can get a little weird. Sometimes they can cut corners with it. But I think when it's done right, and I think when it's uh, done tastefully, like this didn't yeah. use it as a crutch. A lot of animes will use CG animation as like a crutch to build bigger things instead of drawing them out. And then it looks really awkward. And this did a really good job of kind of like marrying the drawn yeah. and seeing. I feel like I should one. state that I don't have a problem with the animation, like the movement of the pictures was very good. The art direction was a little weird to me, yeah. but it's definitely different from what like the the more commonplace animes um, are for sure. But what I really liked is how it blended like old samurai sort of aesthetics and storytelling into the Star Wars universe. This is kind of like, I, I feel like this is why they put it as the first episode in the collection is because this is kind of what I felt like this fusion should be, be, should be. Like this felt yeah. correct as a Japanese take on Star Wars um, and really set the tone well, unfortunately, <laughs> the the way they fall, I feel like if these episodes were ordered differently, people would have a, a slightly higher opinion of it. But at the same time, there is there are quite a I'd, I'd say there's more hit misses than hits in this. But the duel was was excellent. It had characters with, uh, you know, you understood their motivation well enough without it being explicitly explained to you uh mm -hmm. like the the guy the, the the wanderer you know he has the red lightsaber like oh is he a sith and then you see he has the the red kyber crystals in his his jacket so he's a he's sith like, hunter uh and you're like it's pretty cool that's cool and i get that Visually, you have demonstrated to me what this character is about. You didn't have to <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> that was my fucking criteria for so much of this shit. I just turned into Mr. Plinkett. Just stop talking. Stop talking. But, you know, in fairness, that is a an anime trope. That is a common shortcoming in anime writing where they don't rely on showing you things they they have to well they'll show you it but then they'll explain in great detail uh what that is and why it's important mm -hmm. that was that and the amount of anime grunts had had an impact on on uh my my final judging of the series of every one of these shorts for good or bad um yeah yeah this one was it was quiet and it was a little more understated. And I was like, yeah. Yes, that is that is kind of what I wanted. Because like I said at the beginning, when we when we first saw the trailer for this, I was like, as long as this doesn't try to overwrite any existing Star Wars canon, it's fine. Which it didn't. To its credit, it didn't try to, yeah, to do anything grander than what it was. But... And I think even if these did involve characters from other things, I don't think it would replace anything. It really seemed like they were going by their own rules. Uh, and we'll get into that more with some of the specifics that they kind of dealt with. Like, 
They, they took this... How a lightsaber can turn into an umbrella thing. Oh, that's just like... A little I crazy mean, about If how... you know... if you, I've worked with lasers for a number <laughs> of, of my years, and there I are... I myself have farmed a kyber crystal or two in my life. There are a lot of funky ways you can, like, split the beam and get it to go out in certain ways, so it's not yeah. that unreasonable. The practicality of it I... is another matter entirely, but... Yeah. So they they do a lot of liberties with with stuff. They also have the, the uh, sequel trilogy trilogy interpretation of the Force, which is it just does whatever the fuck you want it to do for the story. Yeah, and and the duel, I I really like the the one of the first things, and I, I again I, we've mentioned it before. This is definitely they pick this one for a reason to be the first episode because this is like the epitome of what they're trying to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, with whereas Star Wars, the first ones, uh, George Lucas made that out to be like a mix of like westerns and a mix of uh, some of the older samurai movies from Japan. A lot of I mean, inspiration a lot of the, from a um, lot of different sources. Yeah, a, a ton of you can go through a lot of the Japanese uh, uh, cinematography and, and some of the uh, dress that uh, ancient Japan has used for. I think like princesses or some of that, and shogun samurais. They all are very similar to the stuff that's yeah, seen in Star Wars. Yeah, it brought a lot from. So there's definitely brought a lot from there. like westerns and Greek drama. Uh, it yeah. it borrowed a lot from yeah. a lot of different things, which is one of the yeah. reasons I think it, it <laughs> connected short, with so many people. This short was basically sure. Kamikaze Duga going, "Hey, you want to see me do a Kurosawa?" <laughs> Yeah, and then they just like reverse that. They're like, okay, how could we take the elements of Star Wars from all different aspects and introduce that into a traditional Japanese uh, samurai movie where like the the wanderer comes to the village, he has to help out the village somehow, uh, and you find out later he has ulterior. Motives I gotta say, like it's really um, kind of crazy. Just you know, we've talked a lot through circumstance about westerns and samurai movies and the fusion between them two. And I think one of the reasons why they're so often blended together is if you look at the structure of the samurai genre of movies and the Western movies, they're almost identical. And it's really interesting how cinema on opposite sides, like about as far apart as you can possibly be geographically, develops so similar. I think there was I think there was some cultural uh, diffusion there, as it were. I remember hearing somewhere that I know. Welcome to social studies, kids. Pog. Um, cultural no, diffusion. No, Peter, oh, it's called answer. cultural appropriation. Now, the white man stole the Japanese <laughs> cinema concept. Yeah. Um. So I was. I guess I'm referring to in specific. I think I believe fistful of dollars was. Uh, had inspiration from Yojimbo. That sounds right. So they had a, they had a couple of those, but they're just like let's make him a cowboy and put him in Italy, the deserts of Italy. Oh yeah, that's the Don't whole spaghetti know? western thing. Like the yeah, there was there was a western movie movement in the United States in the earlier days of cinema, mm-hmm. and then it kind of lost popularity, and then the Italians got really into the U.S. West mythology and they created the the image of it that I think most people associate 
today with the spaghetti western and then america was like oh this is popular again <laughs> and they took the spaghetti western concept and brought it back to the u.s so westerns have kind of had a weird evolution of being you know inspired by american history then a foreign entity's version of american history and then bringing that back to america mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so did you like that uh that japanese uh trope going into into the star wars universe good because that's the one you're gonna get for the rest of these uh no no star wars mecca i was disappointed no star wars mecca no um yeah. no star wars speeder bike racing nope. come on you could do a init initial initial d on speeder bikes yeah yeah that's what i'm talking about uh now that you're saying it I'm, I'm like i'm like thinking i'm like oh yeah they could have done like a like a kaiju thing that would have yeah. been kind of cool right? Maybe like, like one a of those like, yeah, like, like that a big attack. crack track in the other fight. Yeah, I mean they had that shit in like Clone Wars where there was just a big giant monster that was like awakened, and they had to like destroy it somehow or beat it. And uh, you could totally have done that in one of these and have like a very Godzilla reminiscent like dragon that you know was uh, mm -hmm. on a different planet or something like that, or they weren't used yep. to it. Maybe it was like shipped over, and then there's they, no, yeah, I, there's I no Jedi Sentai. There's not <laughs> even. We don't even get an idol. We don't even get a Japanese teenage idol. We get Tatooine Rhapsody. We get Tatooine, yeah. <laughs> and Dan. Um, Tatooine Rhapsody was such. I didn't, I didn't even know what to expect. I'll be it. honest. I got the thing. So I like. Bored I like. That there was the alien that was three dudes on one pair of legs. That was cool. And the rest yeah. of it, I no, I don't need to see Boba Fett like jamming out. Like, he's like, I actually like this music. I like this anime singing. Because that really, that really is what killed it for me was anime dub singing. It's a very difficult art to pull off. And they they threw Boba Fett in there for no for no reason. Just. To throw Boba Fett because he was a like a likable and noble they, they character, and I'm like, his characterization weird. to fit mm -hmm. the story. That's like yeah. that's like the dangerous <sighs> ground. Like it, you're not, it really doesn't matter. So I'm not too upset about it. But like that's kind of what I wanted them to to stay away from. Stay away from the known Star Wait, Wars. What? Why did he change well, his the, character? The whole dancing, like, oh, yeah, I actually like the song sort of thing. Like, that's not... Where he's, like, tip-tapping his feet on the... Oh. That's Man not... should not enjoy life. Boba Fett should not enjoy yeah, life. Yeah, Boba Fett can't have any... I, I forgot. Yeah, he, he is has not to be shown to... Exactly. He's no not shown any of that. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's because we have, like... Okay. What are you going to say? I'm sorry, but we have seen how much Boba Fett... In like the um, movies, I would say Very in little. the tr original trilogy, probably about thirty. Uh, I think that was like seven lines. Exactly, and that's all he needs. Mandalorian season two never happened. Cut it out. And he is shown as a kid in Clone Wars to have a little bit more character to him. Does he? And did you see him listening really? to Tatooine I'm pop concerts as a kid? No. Yes, as a child, Boba Fett has a little bit more character to him because he's not. I don't. I don't know why you're so upset he's about not, me saying that's a kind of a different take on Boba Fett. <laughs> I I don't like. I don't 
I think him tapping his foot is an I'm okay not, thing. I didn't say I like, was upset. I, I literally said I'm not mad about it. You said I don't like you said I, said, I don't like the fact that they're changing his character. I, I, literally the words out of my mouth and you can check the tapes because this is recorded. <laughs> All right, we'll go back. I I'll go back. We'll go. We'll I run, run it back. Recorded. Yeah, I said. I said that's Wait, we were, kind of what I wanted Shit. them to stay away from, and I specifically said it doesn't matter, and okay. I'm not really upset about it. But they were treading on dangerous okay. ground, yeah. and somehow you interpreted yeah, me so as that... saying Star Wars sucks; it should rot in hell, and you got very defensive about that. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm a fucking stan over this, and somebody has I to. love Star Wars. <laughs> Somebody's got to stick I up for Tatooine Rhapsody. A, a lot, which is why it hurts Dude, me so one much of the, to see what Disney has done to it. <laughs> one of the one of these people in this group has to like Star Wars. Not me. Uh, I'll, I'll, if I have to fall on that knife, I, lo- again, I guess I'll I love do it. Star Wars. Uh, it's okay, Boba Fett. You can tap your foot to the beat of any you, music you, you can want. Sit you, little, you, little you can sip that coffee. You can sip that coffee, Boba Fett. Dancing with the stars. Jabba, you get inspired by that that teenage song Jabba, by that dub guy who yeah. just the lyrics. So I don't even know if there's a plot uh, uh, and a a a ex Jedi Padawan thing like gets taken in by Jabba's like his nephew fucking or some rebel shit nephew and he joins a rock band and his rebel nephew, which is fucking dumb. <laughs> I, I didn't even like his character. I didn't even realize he was a Jabba, a hut, because he like had glasses he had fucking on. Hippie and glasses, fucking yeah. hair. Like, well, yeah. okay, ja- that nephew character, fuck him. Huts are, fuck him, are, are a race, not you know. a family. <laughs> they have families. Yes. Uh, are they? They're now, now Hutta I don't know if is the... Glorious Jewel and Huddies, and it's the home of the huts. They're not like a family per se. Maybe they're all related on the planet or whatnot because there's slugs, but like it's it's a species. Okay, it just seems like every single hut that I've ever seen is like related somehow to the jabber, and they threw a lot into Clone Wars. I mean, like I said, they might all be like related in in some fashion, but they are they are uh, they're large slug like sentient species. Mm-hmm. Um, um, regardless, from the planet Nalhar, our, our main character is whiny Jedi man who who is like, guys, we gotta practice the song. I gotta finish the song. Well, that's it's just weird because it's like it's like a planet, but it's also a clan, like planet? the hot clan, the hot cartel. Yeah, like I'm I'm clan sure clan? they 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 all have so. Like, they're enterprises. It's kind of weird because they 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 kind of call them a family and also a. It's a family uh, yeah, in the same, the same way. I, yeah, there was a Huddies. That the mafia is a family. Ohana means. Nal Hutta means family. And family means no one gets left behind. It actually means. So we're taking you to Tatooine. means glorious jewel. Homeworld. Do the huts even have jewels? Is that like the Do they old? have like one of those like they call, spears? They call Nell Hunter know? Glorious Jewel, but it's like a fucking hot, swampy, gaseous planet. Yeah. It's described as being bloated in Knights of the Old Republic. 
The love species it. takes after the home world. I even love the baby huts. Rhoda the Hutlet. Hutlets? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Um, <sighs> anyways. Next. Uh, fuck, can we move on from yeah, let's Rhapsody? talk about the twins. This got a uh, little yes, too anime one. for I, me. Fucking the problem I had with it that just took me out of it was when they started just like breathing in outer space, and I was like, "Well, stop." You know what? Yeah, that was. I'll take. I'll like, How hard that was would a bit it have been to be like, for also helmet. the. Let's use the hyperdrive to somehow power my lightsaber up. <laughs> And then as we're jumping to hyperspace, the sabers clash and we stop mid jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so this was like super cliche anime uh, style. Uh, the thing that I didn't like was, what, like I said, the, the breathing in outer space, but the the liberties that it took with like lightsabers are just like whatever we want to like mm-hmm. make. Just throw a crystal in there, and it's like gonna go fucking crazy. And they have these special Kyber crystals that they're making up for the story that power the hyperdrive, also power a cannon uh, that's gonna be able to like destroy all these worlds and whatever. Uh, also, I think we talked about this. Uh, I think on stream, the fucking the, the uh, double. Oh yeah, the X wing that was in the hangar. The X wing that was at the Star the Destroyer. Double Star Destroyer. <laughs> Why were they having there? <laughs> the, this, the dual, this show I, this, I gave them credit I mean, that I was, was like, interesting right, I don't know why they're that's weird, I don't know why weird, they're connected crazy. by a single large turbine but so like, watching this what? and having seen both um, Garen Lagan and the Kill the Kill and even a little bit of BNA um, this is the most trigger the tr- trigger was just like we're just gonna make a trigger thing. Here, have a trigger show. Trigger did a um, bunch of these. I noticed them. They did a couple. Up a lot. Um, I, I did I not realize like the elder was two. two. No, it was just this and the elder. Which the elder was, I guess, their serious, their like more realistic division. I guess so. Uh, team was getting on this. This was like the full cheese boys, which is why I I like kind of took it in stride. Like, of course they make a silly like this. The people who made this. Are they like their goofs and gaffs? Um, they like to get silly with it. So like, yeah. What if we this? What if we had a conjoined twin star destroyer? What if she had like six yeah. lightsabers and she was just flailing around with all? And they were super. They were like, whips. what's better than and one? We, like, yeah, it's a fucking whip too. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to. T- I no one turned into a lightsaber. Which I'm really depressed at, at seeing. No, like that would be on. That's hey, on the, par uh, for trigger. It's that like the good twin would like turn. He would get a robot suit and he would turn into a lightsaber. But I guess the shape of a lightsaber. I guess the rainbow saber hyperdrive cutting through a star destroyer is okay. I guess. Um, <laughs> like I, that was just so fucking weird. Was he was outside fine. the ship too. It was like, but like, you can't have it both ways. You can't have the the little fucking lady hold that back and then have it cut through the entire ship. Like, those ideas are incongruent. <laughs> anyway, uh, that leaves we have to to pick up the pace a little bit here. Uh, the village bride. 
Uh, I like this one. Pretty good. I, th- I thought it was it was nice world building. It kind of mm-hmm. it showed the force in a way that like you know you know that the people of the village could feel the force and that's the what they were connected to, but they didn't know it as the force. It was just to them it was their planet and it was a spiritual thing. And I'm like that's kind of mm-hmm. neat because I would feel like that that would be how a, a more primitive society would develop if they had Force-sensitive people in their midst. Mm-hmm. They didn't feel the need to yep. explain um, yeah. as much, and that was to its benefit. There were a lot of things that they just... Yeah, and and I, thought, was, yeah. I thought a lot of the... Uh, it also made mm-hmm. sense, I thought too. the way that the, the action played out towards the end there was, was good. I liked it. I don't, I don't know what the deal with her shoes opening for speed mode was, but... I mean that's classic anime. Uh, that's like I dropped my weighted my weighted clothing. Um, my my limiters have but come off. But it opened off. up though. But like I don't know. I don't know if she was like, like channeling the yeah, force I don't know what that in was her about, but... shoes, or her or her or her uh, with her kyber crystals if, in if her that's shoes. A, if that's that the were, thing like, I'm complaining about, you know, you've done a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, the other thing. I like the um sorry the uh the Millennium Falcon type ship. I was like cool homage to like Millennium Falcon like, uh style ships that you know cuz cuz Corellian like, ships. Yeah, I think in, that's in a Corellian a cruiser. World sorry, Corellian. Uh so like yeah, the, the in a world full of like ships and we we see tie fighters over again, we see uh B-wings, we see X-wings to see one of the most famous Star Wars ships, like another style of it, uh, is like, oh yeah, that's right, because it's probably just like a brand name, like a uh, you know, mm-hmm. like a Chevy or something like that, that you know, are other people would have. It makes sense. That's what they. That's what they call uh, Corellia. So they call it, um, you know, Motor Planet. Is Hyperdrive <laughs> Planet. Corellian YT thirteen hundred F light freighter. Yeah. Um, and I think this one even had, if they're very similar still, I, I know there's much debate on the front of the Millennium Falcon, whether or not that was always supposed to be like a U-shaped, or if that, I think in Han Solo they said it was like a an escape pod that was shot out, or mm-hmm. some, some shit like that. Maybe. Um, I did want to say like one more thing about the shoes. I know we kind of walked off on too sure. I think it's a reference to like you ever seen them Japanese sandals with the big fucking wood blocks, right? And how those are like universe. Like the thing about those, I don't know much about those, but like the thing I do know is that they're stupid clumsy, and they're like really slow yeah. and loud to walk in. So if you when you take those off, yeah. and you'd be like samurai mode, one shot, one kill, one shot. One kill. Yeah, I yeah I don't know, but I, I like the scene. It was very cool. Uh, also, side note for all these, so I don't bring it up over and over again. I like what they did with the lightsabers. They took a little bit of liberty in like the shape and the design, and made it into like more of a Japanese artistic samurai katana sword. Uh, and I was it like, was cool That's the cool. first couple you know, times. It may I not saw make it, sense, but by the end, I was kind of desensitized to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing is like they're all gonna have that. No. You know, some of them are all going to have similar ideas because these are like it's an None anthology. Of them. That's my that um, was my big thing with this was like 
I don't know if it was pressure from Disney or like part of the contract, but uh, none of them had the balls to like not do a lightsaber or a Jedi. They all had to be about lightsabers and Jedi and the Force, yeah. and yeah. they all had to say that punch it, the- and they all had to say I don't, I don't have a good feeling about this, and they all had to have the fucking wipes because Star Wars isn't a story; yeah. it's a visual style now. It's <laughs> it's an aesthetic. Well. And I'm wondering if Disney did have their little grubby paws in it, and they were like, you have a checklist. Remember your checklist. Mm. Everybody needs to have their checklist. And then it's like a if a teacher were to assign a project to, you know, a 10th grade class, and you have to have, you have, to have that checklist of A, B, and C. And everybody does the same exact thing, just slightly different. That's what this kind of seemed like. Yeah, that sounds about right. With more... Uh, Creativity. On to the uh, the ninth Jedi, which yeah, is the fifth this was good. This one had like a plot and like some characters. Yes, yeah, and they were able to fit it in in twenty three minutes. Uh, I think this might yeah, actually be the was, longest yeah. one though. Um, so this had a this had your normal, I guess, episode runtime uh, that you'd see in like a normal show, which is actually kind of surprising. I figured they all at least would have. Well, thank uh, God, some of them didn't. You know. You know, some of them are uh, just better at storytelling, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they can fit their plot into less time. That's the goal, right? Yes. Yeah. So shorter, less animation uh, equals more money. Th- yes. Uh, they were paid uh, up so front. So they just pocketed the rest after they drew yep. this. After they drew the r- same robot, you know, 26 times. They were uh, they knew it. able to pay, yep. pay it up front. Uh, so Ninth Jedi, uh, which is uh, the longest one. Uh, deals with a lightsaber smith on a planet, and you're kind of introduced to this group of, uh, I guess, force people. You don't know if they're Jedi mm-hmm. or Sith, but they're well, being they called and summoned to this one place. Yeah. And we have, yeah, they're all we say have Ethan, Jedi. who's about to be accepted as the newest. That Smash was another character. one, Ethan. Like these are the laziest Star Wars names I've ever heard. I mean, there's no, there is precedent for like random people names, like you know, Luke. Luke. Yeah, but his last name is Skywalker. I'm sorry. Like that's exotic. Ethan might be Garblagian. He it, might be Ethan Garblagian. <laughs> sorry, he didn't keep his original Star Killer. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, like they're, they're kind of. It does sound awkward when yeah. you go, "I'm no, they, Dan." <laughs> Padawan Dan. Like you know, come, if, come if Magic the Gathering can have a character named Dak Faden, which is the most Star Wars name ever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you could come up with yeah. something a little closer to that energy. Well, Obi-Wan's nickname, Luke knew uh, old man ben Kenobi. Kenobi as Ben. And then he named his kid after that. So there was like Ben, who all Han did eventually, I guess. Yeah. But it's like, but I either way. I, I don't I don't give him a I, I get it, but who knows? It could be Dan could be short for Dan, it just, Dan I'm just saying it sounds funny. In, in a world full of Qui-Gon Jinns and Obi-Wan Kenobis and Wedge and Tillies that you're getting <laughs> Dan. Like we all can't be Toby. We all, we all can't be Toby the Robot. Toby the Toby. Okay. Um, Toby yeah, the Robot. So Come on. Ethan, he's talking about He's Ethan. ready to be recruited as it's the Ethan. latest anime character with blue hair and a sword. Get him right into Smash Bros. Yep. Um, uh, this one had a cool element uh, of of changing the kyber yeah. crystals based on yeah. who wielded it, which I definitely like that. that that's a cool idea. It's just a 
it's just yeah, hey, your liberties to to do what you want with it. I get it, but uh, I liked the uh visual um the visuals that that brought mm-hmm. into it. Uh, so uh, when when all the lightsabers are brought up to the Jedi's um, after like there's a chase scene awesome and the, scene. the girl protagonist and she's like, oh, I'm a yeah, Jedi that's, too, I guess. That's and- one thing I I really liked about this is like in. The climaxes of many a Star Wars film, there's multiple fronts being engaged upon. And you had that in this, and it was not really present in any of the other yes. ones. You had the uh, Sith who revealed themselves to be Sith versus the Jedi in the interior of, of the cave. You have the, the girl trying to evade capture outside the cave. And you have these yep. two things going on. The stories converge, of course, uh, at the end. And they get their lightsabers. Yeah, even even during the story, when she's bringing the lightsabers up, you also have snippets to where the the people are meeting and they're talking about where's this guy who summoned us. Uh, how do the we know Sith, he's good? The sippest looking motherfucker. You know, how do we in the outer rim? I guess this is this is where uh, this is where uh, uh, lightsabers are made. So like, let's see some uh, some friggin' lightsabers, and they're like pop. And the only one who holds it is Ethan. I thought that was smart. I, at the time, I didn't think smart. much of it, which is smart. Yep, yeah, didn't give anything away. And and uh, I mean, sure, there were a couple of things that were like that. It sounds a little bit more ominous than it should be uh, that the other people were saying. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, they're uh, yeah. These guys know a lot of what's going they might, on. They might be evil. Seem, they seem to know a lot of yeah. things. Um and. So when when she finally brings everything up, it has this awesome visual uh, oh shit uh, moment, you know, picture of of when they all grab a lightsaber, igniting them to be red lightsabers. You're like, yeah. oh shit, they're this all Sith, which was like, okay, I saw that coming, but like also very yeah, cool, cool way visual. to show it. Also, it's almost yeah, and then it's uh, almost and like then anime on, can use their visuals to tell a story. Yeah. <laughs> on top of that the little girl who uh i guess is she the ninth jedi or something like that but whatever she grabs a lightsaber and then during her sloppy combat you know because she's not trained her lightsaber starts to turn a color and i'm like oh that's fucking cool she's like fighting for the right reason she's coming to her own her lightsaber kyber crystal is mm. recognizing that and changing it's, colors it's and a guardian it, right conversely she's a guardian because it's green right no, green yes. green is uh counselor. Blue, yeah green counselor Ah, shit. Okay. Oh, blue, blue is guardian yellow. I it was always yellow. Sentinel. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. The bad guy who's um, his, he turns his turns purple because he's not really a bad guy. He just kind of sold out. Yeah, he was like getting turned to the. He was he was feeding off of the others, uh, uh, dark side energy and and was like getting turned. I was like, the bird to cool. Windu. Okay. They're like, here's another purple lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Revan had a purple lightsaber. Um, well, that's not canon. It will so. be again. They're coming out with the remake. Come on now. Uh, then we had Come Toby. The less said about this, the better. Oh, it's... we didn't. We didn't get to talk about the last shot where the oh, where the right. space yeah. station turned into a lightsaber. We're running very I was like, long. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have to. Yeah, we'll talk I about Toby. Work. The less I... said about Toby, the better. It's it's a weird Astro Boy homage. Hmm. I like the studio, yeah, but homage, he uh, becomes a the, the dialogue was, the story was. Yeah. Uh, side note, they, the, the, his master or creator did not have yeah. arms. So 
that I thought his arms were always behind uh, his back. I didn't realize, but he that. just had no arms. Secret amputee. I didn't realize that either. Somebody, secret, secret agent. Uh the elder. Uh I don't know. A, a Jedi and his Padawan go to a planet and go to find a dark guy and. It's, oh, it's, it's actually James a Sith Lord, and he and kills him, Dan. but not really. It's, it's Dan. And uh, this guy is, uh, is... I liked his lightsabers. He had shorter uh, red lightsabers. Very mm. cool. Um, but not cool enough because the Jedi yeah, custom like, I gotta say, he did the Force lightning, and he blocked with the lightsaber. We saw in the third movie that that's supposed to deflect back at the guy, and it didn't happen. And I'm just I'm like, come on, you can't ignore precedent like There's that. There's also... <laughs> Well, he had a deflected at the right angle. But, but it was I just absorbed. Like, I don't think you it. can, like, I don't think that's it's a filter you can switch well, on and off of the plate. Well, Yoda did it. Yoda, I believe Yoda absorbed it when Dooku shot him. It. I forgot his name was Dooku. I think it. Dooku shot it because he was from far away. I think it deflected because Anakin was. Well, they were or, right on top uh, of each other in this instance. Was closer. He was closer. Yeah, he this, was like right in his grill, as I recall. Yeah, they were. There was like a. Well, he was kind of a creepy old man kind of vibe. Hand, so. um, it's James Hahn. This. So yeah. This was like. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Kind of. It was right next to his hand. I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Um, this Some was a four-minute fight scene, I think, surrounded by ten minutes of uh, nothing. Dialogue. Um, setting up a story that yeah. will go nowhere like with the ninth jedi i was like okay i'm ready to see the rest of the season of this show <laughs> yeah. of the ninth jedi yeah and their exactly. adventures uh this um they go to a planet it wasn't bad and they fight a guy it's a standalone and then story they leave mm-hmm. yeah i mean the fight was good yeah the fight was good and that's really all this was you had lop and ocho next i didn't much care for this um I I like Lopinocho just because it had a really good. I thought it had a pretty good story. Um, it built a better story, built better characters. I didn't like uh, the at least they tried to. There's only this. so much you can do in one episode. Ocho Ocho's VA, uh, really irritating performance. Yeah. Um, it, it, this one was rough because it's like you also have to like sacrifice certain lines. I think when you try to fit a full story inside 21 minutes um and i think some of the dialogue can kind of come off as like clunky and out of place like very heavy-handed it's like exposition out the wazoo like they're my sister i care for them because you adopted me yeah it's like nobody would really say that in real life but you have to like tell that story sometimes um but i like the cool kind of tradition of like handing down the lightsaber to an adopted daughter to carry on Mm -hmm. that uh, i like the uh, had a cool fight scene yep. at the end. The or? Japanese elements. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Again, great. Um, I don't know what yeah. what race the the bunny people are, but I <laughs> fucking are you for it? You are a bunny right, let me look at the, I'm, um, I'm sure I'm on Wikipedia, so I got to imagine that they know. Oh, do they not? What is it? Lop? Is it Lapa? I mean, Damn. Lop is a type of rabbit with the with the down hanging ears. You don't show it. They showed the. They have lots of information for the elder, but now on nothing for this one. Love um, it. and then we've got uh again my pick, which was Akakiri. I'm which surprised I, I would, you like like this one. Like from what I saw, 
I was I thought it was kind of mid, uh, but like the response to this one was a lot lower than a lot of the other episodes. Really? Yeah. Um, I liked it because so, Sar Science Saru is um Yasua. He's the guy who runs that studio is Yasua, and he's the guy who did like Devil Man Cry Baby. So I I get I like the the art style was great. The I get I understood what was going on because they didn't need to tell you much. They they were able to keep it under again like really understated, um, where they just just less talking, less talk. I guess the Lepi um, have been established yeah. in uh, it comic. Looks like here. it's from a comic or something like that. <laughs> He's Bucky, not a whole Captain lot of Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it felt like it. It felt it felt like the most adventure to me. I, I feel um, like it had yeah it had yeah, a little bit of it had the actually had the most pathos to me, um I, I like the ending of it kind like, of okay. appreciate what they were going for, but at the end of of the episode it felt like a little too much, exactly the same as Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They just they just fucking sure. copy pasted the Vader yeah. story. Um, also, weird choice to end the the series on that note. Yeah, have this be the it, last it, episode. Yeah, the downer it, ending that a lot of them didn't really have. I that's that's one thing that made it stand out to me is that it had had the courage to have the downer ending. Uh, I think the ninth Jedi would have been a better one to end on because that had more hopeful, of a, yeah. a better feel, and it it was. And you know, start start strong, finish strong, <laughs> leave the shit in the middle, you know, kind of uh, mentality. Uh, a Kakiri was was okay. I think this would have really benefited from like maybe seven more minutes of like maybe character development and watch that slower progression towards that yeah, slip towards the dark side. Instead, you had a really abrupt, like just a. It was a very oh, yeah, sure, abrupt I'll, sort of I'll join your deal, team. and like I guess they they did a good enough job with the time they had to kind of make you place importance on the relationship but it still kind of felt like wow he's he's turning his back on the teachings of the jedi real easy here ain't he <laughs> yeah yeah he wasn't he didn't think about that too much uh to, especially uh, with you know, you know all the forewarning so. he got about mm. it well when yep. you do yep. one of those classic uh meet your fate on the road to avoid it kind of deals yeah like i'm not i don't think it You're was like, ah, fuck it. bad it was kind of like meh. so like oh, the duel was good tattooing rhapsody i didn't much care for neither did i care for twins i really liked the village bride like the ninth jedi a lot did not like toby elder was pretty good lapanocho not my thing and akakiri was okay i just i felt it lacked a little in originality and and pacing mm -hmm. yeah i yeah. i came away from this again feeling like there is a depth there's already a depth to animate that this is not it's not diving down into and disney is gonna feel like this is our this is your allotted anime we're not gonna do it again i feel so like take what you got as as a as a, a concept given life it does what it has to do you know, like, I feel like this is a good sampling. You know, not a lot of them were great, but I feel like it covered, at least to, to my mind, 
like the full gamut of what you get in anime. Uh, minus hentai, of course. Um, I'm sure there's. It exists. Plenty of that, though. It exists. There. I'm. I have no doubt. Um, maybe they'll do a Visions two with another round of shorts. I don't know that I need to see like a full series Star Wars anime. I think as as an anthology, this this is fine. I I wish more of them mm-hmm. were were better, but I feel like there's enough good in here to justify its existence. Yep. I'm, I, my last thoughts are, I'm surprised that there is nothing from studio bones in here because they're all their fucking anime was literally cowboy bebop and then samurai champ blue and then space dandy. So they would have fucking, I feel like they would have been able to knock it out of the park. But now I just want to watch Space Dandy, so yeah. I'm going to go rewatch Space Dandy, and I recommend you guys do too, because even if you don't like anime, it's still a lot of fucking fun. I've been... You've shown me a few episodes when I was out to lunch, and I like the ferret, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was me- meow? Not meow. Yeah, just meow. All right, so yeah, that's that. Um yeah. Check it out if you're curious. I think there's enough to satiate your curiosity there. Um, join us Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the stream. Um, we got a little little into the risk of rain action there uh, last week. We'll probably switch it up, uh, at least on the Saturday stream, if we do it, an ancillary stream. I'm, I'm always down to play. Our, our two, uh, SaturnStuds.com is the place to go. You'll get links to our... Twitch, which is Twitch TV backslash Saturn Studs, uh, YouTube channels, and uh, social media, Twitter at Stud Saturn. If you enjoy the show, please leave it a good review, as that helps a lot and doesn't cost you a damn thing except maybe a minute of your time, which uh, the average person shits twice a day, which means you've got a good five minutes that you can leave us a review. Um. <laughs> And uh, until next time, be well, stay safe, and probably like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.